Blog Talk Radio. It's time to strap our boots on. This is a perfect day to die. Wipe the blood out of our eyes. In this life, there's no surrender. And there's nothing left for us to do. Find the strength to see this through. Coming to Bard's Logic Political Talk, part of the growing conservative conversation, and also part of the Patriot Journalist Network. And you can find the Patriot Journalist Network by going to www.patriotjournalist.com. And I want to wish everyone a happy new year. And we're going to have an exciting uh, year this year. I can tell it is an election year just right around the corner. Later on this month, we're going to have uh, our discussion on the State of the Union. Uh, Obama's last date in the, of the union Isn't that exciting folks I uh, can't wait uh, for that My gosh it seems like we've had Obama In office for uh, Forever and now of course Now we got to work on keeping Hillary Clinton out And so uh, We'll have an exciting year there uh, We'll also hear uh, at some point They haven't heard back from him uh, So I wonder about that from the Constitution Party uh, Some of their presidential candidates uh, uh, We'll see what's uh, the hold up on that uh, After I talk with uh, Mr. Whitley on there, on there, and so we'll uh, get that figured out. Uh, but uh, we'll move on. We have some great guests, I'm sure, this year, and some great topics 
uh, and then some new things as well. But speaking of some new things, uh, we've got uh, some new things going on with the Bars Logic Political Talk website uh, by just going to www.barslogicpoliticaltalk.com. I know there's been times on the show uh, where I've uh, wanted folks to uh, tweet things out, so I've made it just a little easier for our guests and our listeners and audience to do that, whether you're you're listening from uh, Blog Talk Radio or listening uh, from other venues and other people use to listen to the show. Uh, but go to the website, and uh, one, uh, I made it easier to get to the Bard's Logic Political Talk Facebook page by going to uh, just a little link there. just says click here for the Facebook page, and I'll get you there. Uh, so you can like the page, see uh, a list of the different shows by going through the page and the articles uh, that we have there. You can also get the opportunity to uh, like the website with us. And also, since we use Twitter, uh, there's a way you can follow me, the host, uh, by going to a little uh, link we have there on the home page, uh, which has uh, where you can follow Robert uh, Jetter Jr., which is me, the host. Uh, and then also, uh, you can hmm, just see something uh, on there that I'll have to fix, but interesting. But also, you can send a tweet uh, to your followers. Uh, there's a little button there. Uh, that has click here to tweet out the show. And so you click there, and uh, I believe the link should already be there. So we're kind of beta testing things since this is new for the website. So click there, and you can uh, send either the pre-designed uh, tweets that I have in there, or you can put in your own. Uh, we'll test that out uh, as people do it. So uh, while you're there, go to the website at com. Uh, so that's something new on the site, uh, as well as uh, on the Be Informed and Get Involved page. Uh, we also have their Newsmax TV. So there's a 24-hour-a-day videos uh, that you can watch from Newsmax TV. Uh, so that'll be interesting. Uh, you can see we're also going to add a new page soon uh, where you'll be able to get uh, news articles on different topics uh, so that you can check those out. Uh, so those are some of the new things we have here. It's, of course, also going to the uh, featured guest page where you can see a list of all the great guests that we've had on the show. Uh, and so you can see them, a list of them, you know, Google some and if you like, uh, if you want to get more information. And also where you can get access to all the podcasts uh, to the show as well. Uh, so definitely check that out and uh, be happy to do that. And also, we'll have some more things for the website uh, to come. And so we'll go ahead and get started uh, with tonight. So I see a couple callers in. Give us a call at 347-945-7428. Uh, and if you are in the number dial, uh, push the one on your number dial if you'd like to chime in. I do see folks already uh, in the call. We'll get you in as well. Uh, so if you're already listening, uh, you can also, in the new browser, check out the website at www.barslogicpoliticaltalk.com. And so tonight, uh, if you're listening to the podcast now, this show, uh, we're going to talk about yet another Obama executive order. And, of course, that is about the new gun control order, uh, uh, executive order. We'll talk more about that. And also uh, the uprising that's going on in Oregon. Uh, we'll discuss that. And now it looks like uh, Cosby's uh, facing some possible prison time, uh, which, of course, you know, 
this happening. There's some of the same things that are being blamed uh, for him so many years uh, later. I'm not saying whether guilty or innocent, but it does ask and beg the question, why didn't these sorts of things happen to another bill? And, of course, we're talking about Bill Clinton. And so we can talk more about that, that tonight. Uh, but And I've got some articles. We'll refer to those, and we'll also have a discussion. And I do see Susan on the line, so let's go ahead and bring in Susan. Thank you very much, Susan, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? I'm fine, thank you. I noticed she didn't say we were going to talk about the Seahawks beating your Cardinals. <laughs> no, I didn't say anything about that, probably because I'm a Cardinals fan, except for the time they beat the Bengals. Uh, but also, actually, I didn't put this in here because this is a, uh, something I want to talk about also some tonight and it didn't make it to the cut for the promo for this evening. But I also want to talk about uh, how North Korea is claiming that they have tested a hydrogen bomb. And so I want to uh, be able to talk about that as well. Okay, so what's first on the agenda, the the thing in Oregon, or what are we going to do? Well, first, actually, and I'm actually waiting for – uh, someone who I was chatting with earlier online, uh, who she was actually listening to listening to a, uh, a town hall meeting uh, that was involved in that, um, and she was uh, hopefully she'll be able to call in uh, for that uh, to Cindy Kaiser. She used to be someone who uh, used to call into the show a lot, uh, but she was mentioning that there was a town hall meeting uh, in which we will uh, hopefully hear from her about that concerning. Uh, what's going on there in Oregon? Uh, but first, of course, you know, we can you know we can go back and forth between topics. Uh, but first, I want to uh, go ahead and talk about the uh, Obama executive order uh, for the uh, gun control. And uh, I do have uh, an article we can read from that. But first, let's go ahead and hear from you on it. From me? Yep, that's you, Susan. Oh. I'll hand it over to Mike. Oh, okay. Did you see that? <laughs> Um, Well, I Loretta Lynch uh, and they were all saying that um, they're going to go after people, hunt you down if you have guns and all that. And I said, bring it on. I don't own a gun. I'm pro the Constitution, so bring it on because I still support people who have guns. And you know what? But I have some really sharp knives, and I'll be more than willing to use them on you. Thanks. <laughs> so, you know, they can say what they want, but what are they going to do? Come take my knives away from me? Ugh. And Butch Otter actually did oh, uh, something decent. Well, here's the one. Obama vows to hunt down and kill anyone who refuses to register their guns. Um, so, um, but... Uh, yeah, Butch Otter signed a nullification of that. <laughs> wow, he actually got some balls and did something. <laughs> I was I was shocked, but he did. What's the, so? Well, yeah, that's I'm glad. We still, we talked about shows. Yeah, we got to nullify these things in the state. Go ahead. I'm glad he did. I mean, I I all governors need to do that. The states right. Too bad, President Obama. What are you going to do? Take on the whole country of most of the states and murder everybody in each state? Huh? You know, I just like to walk up to the states and just let him think that. I'm just hoping which doesn't back down. But this is a state that sort of like Texas likes their guns and hunting, and Crapo has spoken up against it, and uh, 
I'm sure Rich will because he likes to hunt and he don't want to lose his guns for certain reasons, you know. So I have a feeling they'll um, go against it. And if, yeah, it says, here's the article, breaking Idaho governor signs emergency legislation nullifying all future federal gun laws. So um, somebody on made the comment, maybe it's time to move to Idaho. Don't see Utah doing anything like this. <laughs> but a little face is frowning. So um, he doesn't know how hard it is to get Butch to do anything. <laughs> but um, I, I think they know, since the people here, they, they, they want to keep their positions. They want to be reelected. So I think they're, for various reasons, they're going to they're gonna fight him from Idaho on this. So, uh, yeah, I, I just give him credit. Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. Yeah, and then Cindy, and uh, she's in the chat right now, and hopefully Cindy will be able to hear from you as well. Uh, she's asking, uh, who signed the nullification again? Butch Otter, Governor Butch Otter of Idaho. Emergency, emergency nullification. Well, he wants to wow. keep his ass in office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, let's hope. Yeah, well, yeah, as you said, let's hope more of the uh, the governors come on board. Uh, and you know what? I'll I'll do uh, look more and see what Matt Bevin. Uh, we've had him on the show, as you know, uh, you know a couple times. Uh, see what his stance is. I'm pretty sure that that's something that uh, that he'll probably sell. You know, follow suit uh, with as well. And uh, the governor of Kentucky, new governor of Kentucky, Matt Bevin. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not. I haven't oh, okay. seen whether uh, he did, but I, I, I'm pretty sure he probably, he probably will. Yeah, I'll be interesting to see if Chris Christie does anything. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, and, and they, when it comes to the, you know, I mean, of course, you know, when it comes to the candidates, and it's been pretty much, you know, what has been expected. I don't know if they're saying a lot about it. Uh, I haven't seen a lot, um, you know, but they are. You know, the same with the thing that's going on in, in Oregon. Uh, one time I you know, heard uh, that Ted Cruz was actually uh, talking out against what's going on there. Through my understanding, for those who don't know, you know, as much about Oregon, is, you know, they kind of took over uh, this nature preserve, or at least, you know, the, the buildings that are in this nature preserve where, you know, it's pretty rural. And it's, it's not really, and of course, some people are, you know, on the on the left are saying, oh, well, this is tantamount to terrorism, but it's really not. Because they, they picked, the, through my understanding, they, they picked a rural area on purpose because, you know, there's not a lot of people around there. They they picked it during a time when there wasn't a lot of people uh, there, so no one really get hurt, but they're just there to kind of be, have, have a place where they can make a statement. Well, I'm going to say something about this. First of all, whether you agree with them or not, the point is the First Amendment allows freedom of religion, speech, assembly, and petition. And uh, they are assembling peacefully. Uh, so if they go in there, they are not them, but the government, they are violating our First Amendment rights there. And what the conservatives don't get, because I got some criticism from them, or Republicans, or whatever, slash both. Um, I wrote an article on the Kent State kids, and I I said they had a right to do it. They were not violent at Kent State. They were they actually some stuff that was thrown at them. They picked it up and threw it back. They had no mass weapons of anything, and um, we should have been 
speaking up for them, for them to be able to do this. Nixon rejoiced that they'd been killed, jerk that he was. And um, I totally, you know, I was like, and they, they were just like criticizing me for kind of sticking up for these kids. And I, even though it's years ago, I, well, they'd be alive today and in their 50s or 60s or something like that. Um, and the thing is, like that guy in Germany said, if you don't stand up, and this is for both liberals and conservatives, Republicans and Democrats, if you don't stand up for someone else's right to say what they want as far as, you know, a First Amendment, they'll, the first they came for whoever, then they came for someone else, and then they came for, you know, the union workers and the communists, and he, that guy did that whole thing, and he said, when they came for me, there was no one left to stick up for me. There was no one left to say anything. Uh, and so we didn't, you know, and the conservatives have this thing, and it really irritates me, well, so-and-so doesn't have a right to say anything because they're liberal. Okay, I don't like what they say, but they do have a right to say it. And if I don't stick up for them, just like the liberals should stick up for me and these people, who's going to be left when they come for you? Who's going to be left? Nobody. And the liberals don't see that, and neither do conservatives. You can't, you don't have, it doesn't force you to agree with them. It merely says, you it implies you should really stick up for each other and that right. And so they should have stuck up to the Kent State kids, and they should be sticking up for these people. So what is that guy named Adam Kokesh? He's been uh, arrested again many times for, uh, or picked on by the government for dancing in a place they did and different things. And, uh, it happens to a lot of different people. So what are we going to do about it? Do you continue to allow them to violate the First Amendment? So that's my thoughts on it. Well, that's uh, definitely understood. I want to uh, welcome uh, Biker Talon to the show, uh, to the chat. Uh, definitely check out the website. Got some new things. Probably got some tweaks to do on there. Uh, we have uh, some new ways you can contact me, the host, or to uh, visit the page on Facebook or uh, tweet out about the show, which we, of course, appreciate. We also have the Get Involved page, uh, which has uh, where you can watch 24-7 uh, Newsmax TV. Uh, so check that out. And then uh, we'll also be putting some clips from our shows uh, on that page as well. Uh, so those are some of the new things, as well as uh, we'll also have an articles page coming up in the not-too-distant future uh, that will have some pertinent articles uh, that folks can go to the website and read there. So uh, we're working on there and also look at the list of the different uh, guests that we had and uh, different uh, shows. So welcome to see that. But we do have another person on the line, so, of course, uh, we do want to get them in, and this is our good friend we have her uh, for a little bit. But we have um, a friend, Christine, on. Thank you very much, Christine, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? How you been? Happy New Year to you. How are you guys doing? How are you guys good. doing on Barry's show tonight? How are you? Good, good, good. You sound like you got a little echo there, but... Uh, well, well I, 
right. I was back uh, in the kitchen, and now I'm up here. You know what I'm doing now? <laughs> Can I tell you what I'm doing? I'm waiting what are you on doing? Obama. I'm waiting on Obama to do some executive orders on gun control so I can block him. He can't do that. Here's what it says, people. Y'all listen clearly. It says a well-regulated militia necessary for a free state. It don't say a free country, a free America. It say a free state shall not infringe the rights of the people to bear arms. What that tells you is the state's regulated, but you can't just take away all the people's right to bear arms. You might want to say, well, you can't bring in the church or, or you can't be on this street. That's, that's a regulation. But just to say you can't have a gun. So when he talks about He's going to order background checks. He can't do that. That's all the state power. He can't use any clause in the Constitution to to give a background check because this power is written for the states. I just wish people could understand the Constitution more the way I do because it's only about 23 words. It just says a well-regulated militia, uh, you know, that's necessary to secure a free state. That's Oregon. Massachusetts, Florida, or Texas, that's a free state. It don't say a free United States or free America or free country. Just for the states to regulate it and, uh, you know, and not infringe. So when it says that, that means each state can have a vote on it and put it in their state constitution. The only thing that the feds may be able to do is Article 1, Section 8, Clause 3, and when it goes to talking about Congress has the power to regulate commerce amongst foreign nations, states, and Indian tribes. But notice, it say commerce, not how the people buy it or what kind they have, just the commerce part. And it don't say regulated amongst the people either. So if it don't say that, you need to not do it because I call everybody that I know that he know in D.C., the Republicans and the Democrats, and I told him, I said, y'all tell Obama, I'm sitting at home now waiting on his executive order. As soon as he put them executive order in, I want somebody to call me and tell me, and I go right over here to the U.S. District Court, and I'm going to block him again. You know, he just got blocked again on the appeal for bringing them 5 million people here. And you notice he never says the word immigrant anymore. He better not because he found out when, when I helped them to block him, I had all the clauses in there that actually court-martialed him because when the federal government brings people, it's a violation of the constitutional military clause against an invasion of this country. So when he stands up there and says, oh, well, I'm bringing $5 million more, and guess what? I'm going to steal your Social Security. That is, that, that, that's court-martial time under Article 2, Section 2, because it says that those people are also commander-in-chief of the militia and the military. And as such, he falls upon the congressional leadership. And nobody in Congress told him nothing. Congress couldn't even tell him that. Congress cannot tell the president to do executive order on something that's not written for the United States. Can't people read Amendment Number 10? But the one I like the most about uh, when I block him, I got about six clauses I'm going to use. The one I like the most is uh, Amendment Number 9 that clearly says, Nothing is delegated or written in this U.S. Constitution to deny or disparage any of certain rights of the people. You've got the right to have your government do the law the way it's written to help you. That's your right. If the, if the law says that you get to carry a gun 
under regulation. That's your, no one else needs to come up in there and change that. And so that closet also means you can be as stupid as you want to be. you got that right. Like to get on God talking about homosexuality. So what? If they want to be that stupid, that's their business. The only problem is you have to bear your consequences. If you get up and feel stupid and you'd like to go to rob a bank, that's your right. But you bear the consequences. That's what I like about Amendment mm-hmm. Number 9. It gives everybody a choice to live the way they want to live. Then what about Amendments 5 and 14? Due process. They gonna can't you read Amendment Number 2? It says uh, a well-regulated militia necessary for a free state. That means the state do are gonna do process. And then what about Amendment Number 4? Now what you done done now? You done illegally seized. Their liberty. Well, you got to go get this check. Oh, no, you can't do that, and it wasn't written for you in the first place. That's supposed to already be in the state constitution. But, see, they keep messing with the states, and they got the states so scared. Because you remember they, they captured all the states in 1965 when they did that 65 Immigration Act. That was a war act. That's all it was to occupy America, and at the same time, they took all the power from the states. States can't do nothing but not to worry. We're planning a summit of governors. We're going to try to teach them about four causes. Are you people aware? I hope everybody's sitting down. The states can shut down Congress right now. It starts with Article 1, Section 6, and it's three or four more. All they got to do is call every one of them into a hearing. They can do it. They can shut Congress down because... See, y'all thinking that Congress is a big power, but you know I've been studying this a long time for New Gingrich. Congress is only the third power. The first power under Amendment 14, Section 3, it clearly talks about spreading over to the Constitution and leaves it up to the president. When the president comes in, anything that's not in there is supposed to exact the order up out of there. When the president go to doing this, that's when the states, the states can actually already do it. The states can shut down Congress now. But the state is the second power. See, the reason Congress is the third power is because you can't have a Congress unless you've got a state in the first place. And the people in the state send you to represent their district and their state. They don't need you to be representing Syria, and they don't need you to be putting any laws on them that they can't do. And, but, but they've been getting away with that for 65 years. This might be it now. So if anybody out there in, in television land or radio land, whoever you are, if you hear tell, of Obama doing some sort of executive order on gun control, call me. I have two numbers, 954-770-4940, or you might reach me on this number here at 754-281-3808. I don't call everybody in Congress who anybody, Dick Durbin, uh, Schumer, and all of them. Everybody know about this. You tell them, I say, bring a gun executive order to me on some gun. The last I heard, my daughter called me and told me she saw him on TV. He looked like he was crying. Well, he will be crying if he do that because I'll figure out a way for another court martial on him. So that's what I got to say to y'all tonight. He can't regulate gun control amongst the people. He can't even regulate well, the amongst the army. He has to get caught. Well, he's definitely well, he doing this. Yeah, he's definitely doing his uh, executive order. I'm going to get ready to uh, read uh, the, an article here for us because uh, I do like to okay. you know, get some articles there. Uh, but first, uh, Let's go ahead, and because it is the bottom of the hour already, uh, we are going to go ahead and hear from the Patriot Journalist Network. Okay. 
Maybe. <laughs> you're not just there listening to a show. You're part of the powerful voice of the conservative conversation on Blog Talk Radio. Nothing worthwhile has ever been accomplished without teamwork. PJNet invites you to help make a difference by adding your voice to the team grassroots conservatives working together to take our country back. To find out more, check out the PJNet hashtag and visit our website at PatriotJournalist.com. Let PJNet add our muscle to your hustle. And definitely, folks, check out the Patriot Journalist Network by going to www.patriotjournalist.com, and then you'll notice in our tweets uh, here of, of the show, when we're tweeting the show out, uh, we have the hashtag PJNet, because Bard's Logic Political, Political Talk is a proud member of the Patriot Journalist Network. And so what I've got here uh, is an article uh, about uh, the from the Harbinger Man, okay? And it was looks like it was about one day ago. And it says, President Obama has issued 10 executive orders changing the way gun sales and monitor gun sales are monitored and carried out, re, uh, redefining a gun dealer to include almost any private citizen to sell even a single gun annually. And just remember, folks, I do have the lines open, so if there's any background noise, uh, just mute your mic or your phone and, until I get bring it back in, so it's going to be uh, the background noise. But anyway, it says, under the Obama edict, many person-to-person sales of firearms would now be scooped up by the federal government's gun database. Mm-hmm. The goal know. is keeping the oh, – hold on a second, folks. Let me do something here. Uh, okay, because I just said uh, mute some background noise there, but we'll, we'll, whoever's uh, – Mike had the mute, I'll go ahead and bring it back in. Uh, but it says, the goal is to keep bad actors away from firearms, Attorney General Loretta Lynch told reporters. The Second Amendment advocates who spoke Monday with WND said they believe the new rules are about more are about more than safety, since not a single mass shooting in recent years would have been stopped by the rules. And uh, I'm sure folks who have been watching this uh, on this issue that you've been seeing that on all the news channels, uh, whether speak, speaking that it's not going to do anything for the mass shootings we've seen. It's not going to do anything for terrorism. I dare say it's not going to do much for any criminal uh, or not many uh, criminal activities since most of them get their guns from the black market uh, or steal them or or what have you. Uh, But anyway, it continues. They said the goal is to create a national gun registry that tracks the movement of nearly every gun in America. Federal law currently does not require anyone who sells an occasional gun, such as a hobbyist or collector, to get a federal license. We need to get a license for everything. I know we've had talks in the show where we've had, uh, we think it's ridiculous to have to get a marriage license uh, from the government. Uh, That's one of the reasons, uh, one of the hot issues for uh, the gay marriage debate. But anyway, it says, uh, but hundreds of new federal agents will be hired. There's more money going out the door, folks. Uh, to conduct checks and put sellers on notice when they are engaged in actual business or not depends on several factors, according to an NBC report. Among these factors are how quickly they sell the guns they acquire, whether they sell guns or sell guns for more than they pay for them, and how often and what quantity they sell firearms. 
But even something as simple as accepting a credit card would require a gun seller to get a federal license, even if the seller were a hobbyist or collector who sold or traded a couple of guns per year. Uh, Manning a counter at a gun show would also require the seller to obtain a federal firearms license and background checks. Says these rules will provide. This is a quote. Says these rule will, rules will provide clear notice to those individuals who try to hide behind the hobby exception when they are selling for a profit or for a business. Lynch said, in 2015, roughly 22.2 million background checks were conducted. Uh, that will greatly be expanded and require a legion of new federal agents. The White House will seek funding. Here we go, more fo- money, folks. Will seek funding from Congress to allow the FBI to hire 230 more investigators who will conduct federal background checks on gun buyers. The Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms will also notify firearms dealers that they must file a report when guns from their inventory are lost or stolen, including those in transit. The mental health community will also be required to report many more patients to the FBI for additional addition to a database of people forbidden from purchasing firearms. And that was reported by Politico. There is already an exemption in the federal medical privacy laws, also called HIPAA, for law, enforce, for law enforcement. And since the mass shooting in 2012 at Sandy Hook Elementary School in Newtown, Connecticut, the number of patients reported to the FBI has tripled to 3 million, and 6,000 guns sales have been prevented due to these reports by doctors. Expanding this further will present privacy issues that will no doubt be the subject of debate. And uh, I'm I'm going to talk on that uh, at some point after uh, we get your ideas and articles. Uh, Another provision to the executive order requires gun manufacturers to explore new ways to use technology that would prevent the accidental discharge of weapons. I actually think that uh, is a good idea. I like the idea of uh, maybe some kind of fingerprint technology, things of that nature. I'm sure it's out there, uh, so I don't see where that would be something that would be unreasonable. Yes, there's going to be costs associated with that, uh, but I think it's – the cost that's that definitely is worthwhile. Maybe have it where you can even be programmable for a couple of different, you know, people. I mean, I'm no uh, technological guru. I'm sure it's something that uh, it's not possible now will be possible in the near future. So that's something I kind of agree with. Someone disagrees with me. Tell me why. Uh, but anyway, none of the new provisions would have stopped Adam Lanza from stealing his mother's guns and going on a killing spree at Sandy Hook. However, folks, think about that. If they did have the fingerprint, I mean, just because it all comes from the left doesn't mean it's always bad. I've, I've, I've said that. Let's look at things for their, um, you know, for their quality regardless of where they come from. But, I mean, I think the fingerprint on there would have been good because if he couldn't, you know, fire the gun because it wasn't his fingerprint associated with that gun, then, you know, he would not have been able to at least use that gun. He, of course, he could have used something else. But still, that that could have been something that could have been, uh, you know, held held him off or you know something of that nature. But anyway, it says Obama acknowledged that the new rules won't stop every mass shooting, but there's a question as to whether they would be stop any of the recent mass shootings. In San Bernardino, 
Bernardino, California, Syed Farouk and his jihadist wife, Tashin Malik, used guns purchased by a friend, Enrique Marquez, who would not have been stopped by any of the new Obama rules, which I think that's an important point uh, on that. But to Obama, the rules are all about common sense gun safety. And that would be a quote from Obama. And I know tomorrow night on CNN, he's going to have uh, a discussion about uh, guns in America is what the uh, title of the show is going to be. So that, that may be interested, interesting viewing for those who want to look more about that and, and, and see what's got to be said on it. Okay, and then, of course, you can make your own opinions on what Obama is doing. Uh, but anyway, it says, Every town for gun safety, Bloomberg has also funded the anti, uh, anti-gun group Mayors Against Illegal Guns and Moms Demand Action for Gun Sense in America. Obama met with Bloomberg recently to discuss what action to take to curb gun violence in America. Uh, then he met with Lynch, FBI Director James Comey, and the top ATF official. The new rules will potentially save lives in this country and spare families the pain and extraordinary loss they've suffered as a result of guns being in the hands of the wrong people. The good news is that these are not only recommendations that are well within my legal authority, they are the executive branch, but they also ones that the overwhelming majority of American people, including gun owners, support and believe in, Obama said. Okay, I'm just done here. And then it says, this, as Fox News legal analyst Andrew Napolitano pointed out Monday night, despite the fact that the people's own representative in Congress have specifically rejected many of the provisions on expanded background checks. Obama also said that he had the legal authority to issue the executive orders and that they would be consistent with the Second Amendment and people's rightful lawful right to bear arms. It is also something legal scholars have disagreed on. Napolitano, among others, says the orders are clearly unconstitutional because the president does not have the authority to make laws under the U.S. Constitution. Several gun groups, including the Second Amendment Foundation, I think we might have even had somebody from them or on the show, maybe it was the, the Tenth Amendment, Foundation I'm thinking of, have already said they will challenge the executive order in court. Napolitano said he believes that they would be overturned by the courts. Uh, the other a big issue, whether Congress under com- uh, Republican control will fund the orders. So I, I, well, that'll be interesting to see if uh, the Republicans cave, which unfortunately, as we know, folks, uh, they have been known uh, to do, um, even though they have a majority in the House and <laughs> Senate. But yeah, and so after the mass shootings at the black church in Charleston, South Carolina last summer, WND compiled a list of two dozen killers who since 1980 have carried out mass shootings while under the influence of a psychotropic mind-altering drugs prescribed by doctors for mental illness. Many of the drugs carry warnings about valiant side effects. It is well-documented fact that since the early 1980s, a shift occurred in the direction of treating the mentally ill. Rather than institutionalizing them, the preferred method was to mainstream them, encouraging them to function in society while being treated with a mind-numbing array of new antidepressants being developed by pharmaceutical in the pharmaceutical industry. The time frame loosely follows the rise of the commercial pharmaceutical industry. 
The report would indicate that there was more to making of communities safe than merely regulating gun purchases. Other issues some would like to see added to the debate is whether more people with serious mental illnesses are being treated or released to communities where they are prescribed dangerous drugs and increase their likelihood of committed violent acts. And I appreciate uh, folks uh, for your patience for uh, listening to the whole uh, the whole article. And so let's go ahead and uh, and we've uh, opened up the mic uh, for you, Christine. So let's go ahead and get oh, some yeah. thoughts to from you, Susan, and then Christine. And I've got some of my own. But while you guys do that, I've got some uh, messages here on Facebook that uh, I need to attend to as well. As you know, uh, I do a lot of multitasking behind the scenes. Uh, while I'm hosting the show, so let's go ahead and bring uh, it over to you, Susan. Go ahead. Well, it's like I said before, uh, Second Amendment rights, you got to stand up for them, but I do believe that uh, the state will have to nullify everything he says and be ready to um, stand up to him. State's rights are very important unless they're unconstitutional, and this would not be, so they have a right to stand up for him and to nullify everything. Um, I'm not sure, I'm looking at this, the Butch Otter signing the bill to nullify it. Uh, the computer keeps popping around on me. Um, this practice is... Um, you will, in this one guy, he said, you'll see a wave of states passing even broader legislation to fight the federal government on everything ranging from more traditional liberal issues like hemp and marijuana to more conservative issues like Obamacare. Nullification isn't a left versus right issue. It destroys the policy of the left. Right paragon as a remedy um, for all unconstitutional laws. And and they left that to us, you know, they, the the way to do that. So um, I believe he signed SB 1332, which is a building block for protecting the Second Amendment in Idaho. So I think all states will have to do something along that line. Um, so I'm I'm really advocating that they all do that. But I know we have some governors that probably won't. You know, well, their states can do what they want to do. We know what Chicago is gun free, and look at what the crime rate there is. It didn't help. It hasn't done anything. So it's just a it's just a control thing, really. Oh, by the by, uh, I think I mentioned to you about. Hillary and her alien investigation. We may need guns to protect ourselves from these aliens. She thinks they're here or will come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, she wants a building named after her. That's another thing. Yes, she does. I think it would be appropriate to name a building after her. She wants the Hillary building. I believe that a federal prison would be a great thing to name after her. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious when well, I looked at the headline. And I got from uh, Biker Talon here in the uh, chat, and thank you very much uh, for your comments. Uh, we like uh, your participation. It says, 
don't know exactly what I'm referring to, but it gets, I was reading the, the article when it uh, put it. It says, don't work consistently, bro, and it's crap. Probably the gun control laws. Uh, now, it says, now he says, and there is a link here. It says, you can own a full automatic gun in most states. Uh, you just have to jump through the hoops. Apparently, has a talk to us in Wyoming. So uh, it's good to hear from somebody from the state of Wyoming. And so uh, if you'd like to call us, uh, just give us a call at 347-945-7428. Also, uh, Biker Talon, uh, check out the Bards Logic Political Talk website at www.bardslogicpoliticaltalk.com. It will also take you there uh, where you can look at the Facebook page as well as uh, tweet out the show, which uh, we appreciate it. Uh, as well as if you like and if you're follow uh if you're a Twitter uh person and you wanna follow me on Twitter, uh go ahead and uh you're able to do that from the home page of the uh website as well. And so let's go ahead and bring you back in, Christine. Uh if there's anything you want to bring up uh on the article uh, or anything, you know, I've said with that, uh, you go ahead. And I actually deleted the article and there's some things I wanted to more I want to talk about it, but go ahead, Christine. I thought we still had Christine on there. Okay, well, I still see her in there, and I do see some other folks uh, who are on the line, and you're listening, so if you'd like to chime in, just push the one on your number dial, and we'll get you into the show. Now, another thing, um, you know, we talked about Oregon and we talked about, uh, you know, Obama's executive order. Uh, and, and actually, in a way, they're kind of tied. Now, I know the, uh, you know, what's going on in Oregon is, is a lot more about, you know, the land grabbing, uh, much as it was with the uh, Bundy Ranch not that long ago. Uh, you know, but, they, you know, they still are kind of similar about the overreach of government. And that's one of the things you know, I'm so concerned about. There, be, you know, being a Hillary Clinton president, because not only does she want to, uh, you know, do what Obama has been, you know, doing, she actually wants to expand on it. If you watch the debates, you can actually see uh, see that. And so, we'll uh, we've had, you know, just Hillary. I'm more concerned about a Hillary Clinton presidency, as I've said before. Uh, than I have for a, uh, you know, Bill, I mean, you know, Hillary Clinton's than I have for Obama's. Oh, and I do see someone like to chime in. I didn't do uh, the call screen, so I'm kind of going out on a limb here. Uh, but let's go ahead and get area code 307 to just tell us where you're calling from and give us your name, and we'll get you on the show. Thank you very much, area code 307, uh, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? Well, I'm doing good. This is Biker Telling. I'm in your chat room. Uh, I got a, okay, a couple Okay, great. Comments. First off, um, the whole thing with smart guns is crap. They don't work. They've never worked correctly. They are no. way too unreliable at this point. Um, and whereas I kind of see some benefits from them, they're, you know, I grew up around guns, okay? I'm born and raised in Wyoming. My parents kept loaded guns in the house where anybody could get to them. It's all about teaching your kids gun safety. Okay, at the age of four years old, my parents took me out. I shot guns with them. My dad shot a rabbit. He showed me what they could do. 
the problem isn't the gun, okay? It's people not educating their children on how to use them, on what they can do, okay? The other thing is is that this, this whole gun control thing is crap. We don't have our, our rights even under the laws before Obama, okay? According to the way that the Constitution was set up, it was never meant to limit any kind of fire, uh, firearm that you could own, okay? Back in the, just right after we became a country, there was a private uh, vessel that was a, a trade vessel that wrote our government, and they said, hey, we're a private trade vessel. Can we arm our ship with cannons? The answer was absolutely. You have the right to protect yourself from pirates or anyone who would try to do harm, okay? Up until the 1930s, you could order a Thompson chain gun from a catalog, okay? Now, whereas I I kind of, you know, see a point to, I don't really want my neighbor having access to things like laser-guided rocket launchers and such, okay? Uh, You know, that that kind of makes me a little nervous. It wouldn't bother me if they had a machine gun, okay? And, And actually... You can still, in almost every state in the Union, own a machine gun as long as it's pre-1986. Yeah, there's a lot of loops, you know, hoops you've got to jump through. You've got, you got to have a background check, and you've got to have a lot of money, okay? This isn't like an easy process, but the average person can personally own a fully automatic gun, Okay. I listed a link to one for, uh, I think it's Ohio in, in in the chat room. But you can, okay? These gun deals, this is, this is all crap, people. It, it's crap. You have a right as a, as, as a citizen under the Constitution to own these things. What I think needs to be done, and this touches on what's going on in Oregon, I I totally stand by and agree with what those people are doing because the whole point of the Second Amendment is it's broken down into two parts. It's broken down into militias and it's broken down into people. There's a reason for that because it's not just for militias and it's not just for the average citizen. It's for both. What needs to happen is every state needs to have a state militia that is own, that is operated, funded, and regulated by its state. Those militias need to have the ability to have military-grade hardware. This means MRAPs. This means missile launchers. This means attack helicopters. Um, basically, state militaries. Okay? Because the whole point of the Second Amendment was never about hunting. It was never about totally protecting just your home. It was about being able to stand up to a corrupt government, which we see more and more. And unfortunately for the militiamen that are in Oregon, they don't stand a prayer in hell of doing anything to protect themselves or those people if the government calls in the military. 
because they just don't have the weaponry to make it a fair fight, to make the mil- to make our government say, well, we don't want to do this. You bring up a very good point, but l- let me bring up one question, what you were talking about earlier, about the militias, uh, you know, having you know, the firepower such as, you know, rocket launchers and, you know, the vehicles and helicopters, things of that nature. What would you say to someone, and, and sometimes I play devil, devil's advocate on the show just to uh, get different points of view in, but what would you say to one who would say, well, we, each state has its own, um, you know, military, which is, the, you know, their own National Guard. Each state has their own National Guard uh, that has a type of uh, equipment and weaponry. Uh so we really the don't need a, an armed militia. The problem with that is, is that it is federally funded. Those are federally funded and state funded. I will, I mean, they're we put money into them too, but they are federally funded. Under those programs, when you are a military person, you uh, you swear an oath of allegiance to our commander in chief which is our president, okay? Because you do that, you can't go against him. If you do, it's treason. That's why we need to have state militias. So, yes, there is that stuff within the state, but you pull the federal funding for it, you watch how fast it disappears, okay? And every single one of those people would go would be tried for treason, okay? That's why that doesn't work. That's why each state needs to have its own independent military, basically. That's what a militia was. Something that is not well known, and and you'd have to dig for this information, is Washington, during his presidency, fought five different militias from different states. None of those people that he fought he sent our military, the United States military, to fight. Ever was held for treason. There was very little that happened. It was putting the, it put down the issue, but nothing happened because they were doing what a militia is designed to do. Okay, you have to do some digging to find that. I don't have all the the information for that, but it's there. That's why. We need to have these militias because, let's be honest, nobody wants it to come down to who's got more firepower. But at the current point, even if everyone in your town armed themselves, do you really think they would stand a chance with the weaponry that they have available to them if they sent in the National Guard? I don't think so. And we're talking about MRAPs and stuff like that. For those who don't know, they're basically, they are a new style of tank, so to speak, that is, they're specifically built and designed for rural warfare. That means they're designed to drive down your street. Okay? And they can take, they can take missiles to the sides of them and still keep going. Do you really think an AK, even a modified AK, let's say somebody broke the law and they modified their AK to be fully automatic, do you really think that's going to do a thing? No. 
this is why we need to have equal footing. That's what the whole point was. Everybody wants to say that it was just muskets and stuff back in that time. No, it wasn't just muskets. There were cannons. There were uh, crude forms of <laughs> of landmines, things like this. They also had a uh, musket that could shoot 15 rounds without being reloaded. It shot a round every five seconds. We couldn't afford them. Actually, our country put in an order for it when we were fighting for independence, but we couldn't, we, we canceled it because we're like, whoa, what you're telling us that's going to cost our country, that's way too much. Some interesting things there. This whole thing of gun control. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, you know. No, and I agree. I mean, we, I mean we, you know, we've had people on the show who said that, you know, well, you know, just everybody get armed and. <laughs> Then, if there's any ever ever type of uh, you know military takeover that you know we would uh, you know that we would be armed. Now, I think that if we were to have a foreign invader and everybody was armed, I think it'd be tougher for them to be able to go street to street and you know and kill people if there's a terrorist attack and people are armed. I think that no, in I the schools, I, I, think, I uh, definitely agree with that. And you know these gun-free zones, they're crap. If there was even crap. been two people, if there'd even been two people armed in San Bernardino, California, that were carrying a personal firearm. Uh, even open carry, better would have been concealed, but let's just say they were even open carrying. Those two people would have been dead before they could have killed as many people as they killed. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they would have killed anybody, but they'd have been dead. I live in Wyoming. We have open carry and constitutional carry. And for people who don't know what constitutional carry it is, It's the right for us to carry concealed weapons without having a license. I don't have to have a license. I carry a gun every night when I pick my wife up from work concealed. I don't have to have a license for that. Uh, The whole registration of firearms is crap, too. If you're a law-abiding citizen, why does someone need to know what you own? Mm -hmm. Okay? Um, There's no purpose in it. What has been shown historically is when gun bans are passed, the people that have bought certain weapons that come under a ban is then they use those registrations to go to those people and say, your weapon is illegal. You have to give it to us. And they take it away. And these are from people who are law-abiding citizens who have never done a thing wrong. That's not right. That's not right. No, I agree. Under, all, this, yeah, no, under, under one more thing, I want to say under this new yeah. deal, with with with, with all this, we got to keep weapons out of the hands of these you know, mentally ill and disturbed people. Okay, I agree. There are certain people that should not have access to firearms and such, but they're not going to use that for those people that are like that. They're going to use it for anybody that they can do that with. If you have any kind, and I mean any kind, of mental illness, you have problems focusing, you're, you have ADD, you have, at one time, you were, you know, depressed. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you have some post-traumatic stress syndrome because you are a former veteran, someone who went and fought for our country, 
you're not going to be able to own a firearm. And if you do own firearms, they're going to come in and they're going to take those firearms away. Mm-hmm. Some are veterans. These are people that fought for our country. And they're going to come take your gun away. Because, good Lord, you might wake up one day, snap, and kill, you know, hundred, you know, like 10, 20 people. And don't get me wrong, I am not downplaying the loss of life. It is a horrible thing. But what I want to point out is a few things. The areas where these things are happening are gun-free zones. Mm-hmm. They're happening in places where people are not educated about use of firearms. They're happening in places where people are afraid of firearms. When you look, when you look at states like where I'm from, Wyoming, and you look at states that are larger and have more cities, and I'm, this isn't a, a, you know, country against the city, but it, unfortunately it's true. City people are tend to be more liberal, and they tend to be uneducated about firearms. So the minute they see a firearm, they're afraid of it. Wow. I, I see something on, on my Facebook that I wanted to share with her because it's hilarious, but it's true. This guy it says, this old man was watching the news, and it said, I heard that guns kill blah, blah, blah people per day. So I took my shotgun out this morning with me, and I set it on the porch, and I have my cough. My shotgun didn't do anything. So I went back in the house, and I made myself some lunch. And I ate my lunch with my shotgun. My shotgun didn't do anything. So I went in and watched some TV and did some things and carried on my day. I went out and I ate dinner with my shotgun. And it didn't do anything. Because it's not the guns that kill people. It's people that aren't educated. And it's people that are unarmed that kill people. And I say that, yes, unarmed. Because... If you're mentally defective and you have the idea of I'm going to get a gun, I'm going to go kill a bunch of people, even those idiots, even those mentally defective idiots, they're not going to go to a place where everybody might be carrying a gun. They don't want to die. Or even if they do want to die, they want to make the biggest impact. We have in Wyoming, we have constitutional carry, we have open carry. We have no waiting period for buying any type of gun. Okay? You buy it that day, you take it home. We have no magazine restrictions. We have no ammo restrictions. Okay? We also have had no mass shootings. No mass shootings. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, because okay. if you and go somewhere, also, gonna, you know, you start shooting people, somebody's going to pull out their gun and take you out. <laughs> And also, we have one of the lowest gun crime rates in the country. Now, all your other people are going to say, well, that's because there's only like 250,000 people in Wyoming. And to that, I say, well, even at that, then we must be the most well-adjusted people in the entire world. So please, come move to Wyoming if you're sane. If not, 
consider us another country. Our borders are closed. <laughs> anyway, I'm done. But uh, I appreciate it. I'm on a limited time frame here because I have a prepaid phone. But I had to get in here and I had to say some stuff. Well, we definitely uh, definitely appreciate you coming to the show. And uh, there's also a contact page uh, where you can you know contact me. Uh, where you could send a message to me, uh, an email, and we hopefully we could get you, you know, back in the show. We always uh, welcome other listeners. Uh, and if you're a Twitter user, uh, as I said, there's ways to uh, share out the link of tonight's show to your friends uh, and your followers there on Twitter. It's real easy. Just go to the homepage of the BardsLogicPoliticalTalk.com, and you can see where you can follow me on Twitter. You also could tweet out the show, and also on Facebook, uh, there's a, a button there. Uh, that you can just click it and it'll send you straight to the uh, the page there on Facebook where you can uh, check out some of the other shows uh, that we've had as well. But we definitely welcome uh, you to come back on or come on in the show and welcome you to come back and uh, we appreciate you uh, you know coming in. And if you like, um, I know you can't yet you, you got to go, but uh, just to let you know, folks, uh, if you don't call in within the next probably 50 minutes uh, and we are in our extended period. Unfortunately, the call will shut down on you. Uh, while the show will still be getting on uh, and they'll still be part of the archive, unfortunately, we won't be able to listen to the live portion of the show. Uh, but you wouldn't be able to, you wouldn't be able to participate either. Uh, so give us a call at three four seven nine four five seven four two eight. And so I want to bring it back to see if we have uh, Christina back. Christina, are you back with I'm us? Sitting. I'm waiting on you. Well, you know, I well, think you know. Yeah, you know, we're trying to get you in earlier, but we couldn't uh, couldn't hear you. I but know, uh, go I ahead. Have, I have another call I had to take, but I, I like what the young man was saying. But he's really just like Mr. Obama. The same story. All he said was opinions. Mr. Obama's executive orders are written on opinions. There are absolute clauses in the United States Constitution that won't let him do that. See, I've been in U.S. District Court, I can't tell you, about 20 times. You, it's impossible to beat me. The only thing you're going to get is an unconstitutional ruling of just a flat-out lying judge. When you go there, like when he did his executive orders for the immigrants, you see how long it took the states because they did just what this young man did, just talked about how it was going to disadvantage, but you have to give the court a clause that stops that. When my case is winning against Obama, it wasn't four days after the judge got my cases, he was blocked because I told him this blocks him, that blocks him. There's there's about seven clauses that blocks all of this. Uh, amendment number two blocks it in the first place. And see, people are not focusing on amendment number two correctly. I heard what the young man said, but that's the wrong way to focus. You focus on one word. When it says a well-regulated militia Necessary for a free, that's where you stop, right there. Stop, stop, stop. It's a necessary for a free state. It don't say a free country. It don't say America. It don't say area. It don't say city. Necessary for a free state shall not infringe the rights of the people to bear arms. That's telling you that the state can do all your little militia mess you want to, but you still can't just infringe on all the rights of the people to bear arms. You can do some regulations. Therefore, it really should be in the state constitution where the people also have a choice on what's going to happen. Then you have to go to the amendment number 5 and 14. 
Right, and real, and real, and real quick, Christine. I'm gonna, I'm gonna clarify. I'm gonna, real quick, uh, Christine. I'm gonna clarify something. I, I hope I didn't. I was, I'm, I'm hoping I didn't hear this earlier. You were, you definitely were comparing our last uh, caller with Obama, right? <laughs> well, see, what I was trying to tell him is he didn't give any constitutional clauses to back up what he's saying. See, I have to go to court. All, I'm going to court. Well, that's why we have people days. like you, Christine. <laughs> well, I'm trying to teach people how to do that. See, that's what Obama did. He his his whole executive order, and he got nothing to back it up in the Constitution. What the young man say sound nice, but he didn't back it up. That's what happened to the states. What took them so long to get the, the immigration uh, mess knocked out? All they said was, "Well, it'll disadvantage our state, and I'm going to the economic and such and such." Yeah, but what can you tell the court? The court is saying, "But how can I stop him? You got to show me how." I showed. I must have had 15 clauses in that Constitution that blocked him from doing those executive orders. The minute the court got their hands on my brief, they blocked him. I'm fixing to do the same thing tomorrow. I'm just going to walk over to the U.S. District Court and file. I got about seven clauses in the Constitution to show the court where he can't do it. Now, if the court choose to ignore the Constitution, I feel sorry for them because when my candidate is president, he's going to all those federal judges who are in my report, they're all going to be tried for judicial sedition. See, a, a federal judge especially, all of their rulings have to be accompanied by a ruling of the Constitution, like I didn't want whatever. If they don't do it that way, it's no good. That case becomes null, void, it's nothing. This is what's been hurting America all these years, the fact that they took the Constitution out of the school so people just shoot from the hip and give their opinion, like Mr. Obama just gave this big-time opinion about protecting this, that, and the other. But he don't have that right. That right belongs to the state and the people. Because then Amendment Number 10 clearly say anything ain't wrong, but it says belong to the states and the people. What, why he can't understand this stuff? See, he goes ahead and do this stuff because he figures that the federal court is going to let him get away with it or there's no one out there like Christine Timmons, but I'm going to call him out tomorrow. There are about seven clauses that stops him from doing these executive orders. One of the main ones is Article 1, Section 3. It says Congress shall have the power to regulate commerce among foreign nations, states, and Indian tribes. It don't say people. So, therefore, you can't tell the people of a state what they can do on that issue because it's written, darn it, for the states. That's what. That's the way I'm going to write up my case. I'm not going to go there and tell them about nothing, but this clause, you don't allow it. That clause, they don't allow it. This and this and this and this. Don't allow it. Then I'm going to quote Article 1, Section uh, 8, Clause 15, the constitutional military law against People who are sworn over to the Constitution, if you don't do it. See, this is another executive order you have that's not in the Constitution, and it clearly says Congress should have the power to call forth the militia just to execute the laws of the Union and to suppress any insurrection against it. His, his, his executive order is an insurrection against the Constitution because it don't allow him to do that. And I heard the young man say that you say an oath to the president. No, you do not. No, your only oath that you can say is to the Constitution. Amendment 14, Section 3, the Trump Amendment, still, it clearly tells you that the president 
is in charge of making sure that all the people who swear an oath to the Constitution and don't do it is rebellion, insurrection, and getting aid in conflict with the enemies, which is treason. Now you're subject to a sedition arrest. It's better to arrest them under sedition because even if they get found guilty in the treason, their friends in the Senate can get them off with a less than two-thirds vote. But when you find them guilty of sedition, the state can send your little butt right on to prison. So that's what I'm going to do tomorrow. And I've already wrote the case. All I got to do is go type it up and take me about an hour. Then I walk over to the U.S. District Court. All the guards there know me. I, I went in there one day. I had a gun in federal court. And you know what they did about it? Nothing. They saw it in my purse. They said, Christian, that's a gun in your briefcase. I said, oh, shit, I forgot to take that out of there. They said, girl, get that gun out of there. If it hadn't been anybody else, they would have been stretched out. But it's Christine Timmons. They know me at the federal court, and they like what I do with, with blocking Obama. The federal court has legally and constitutionally can't let this one stand. I'm not saying that he don't mean well, but the Constitution can't have no meaning well. He's not allowed to do that. He's just It's just not his thing. If they would start doing things right and let the state and the people of these states put it in their Constitution where you can amend it, you know, if things get really bad. And I will tell you before I hang up, let me tell you the real reason that we got this gun mess. And that was when, in 1968, when the Democrats started bringing the Mexicans and the Venezuelans up here and the Cubans to sell drugs in the dark industrial states, Michigan, Ohio, New York, Illinois, and Pennsylvania. That's where all the car manufacturing was and offshoot plants. They had been trying to get those plants out of here for years. So somebody figured, well, why don't we just drug the people? They sent the strongest narcotics, and, and we had never heard of it. And I used to tell people, I said, don't do that. There's some kind of trap in that. Don't do this. And they didn't pay me no attention. Two years later, Ford, GM, and Chrysler was in Mexico, just like I said. And I asked people, please listen to me. Listen to me. Because I studied that Constitution all day and all night. And one thing I figured out is what they've done. They taught Americans how to say 5,000 words, and when they get through talking, they still ain't saying nothing. If you didn't mention the Constitution, you don't need but a few words with the Constitution. I go to the U.S. District Court, and I win all the time. The, the, the attorneys come in there with big old huge briefcase, and I just go up there and say, Article 1, Section 7, so won't let them do that. And Your Honor will say, well, okay, you, you win, but it's immunity, so you can't get any money right now. But I always win. So you tell a young man if he want to call me, I'm at 954-770-4940 or 754-281-3808. And if he can just learn that there are specific clauses that go just perfect for what Obama did that is supposed to knock him out the box, especially Amendment Number 4. He's illegally seizing your liberty. It said you can't take away life. He, when he tells you, well, you got to go do something, 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 something. He's messing with your liberty now. And don't forget my favorite one, Amendment Number 9. It clearly says nothing is written or delegated in this Constitution to deny or disparage any of certain rights of people. you got the right to have a federal government keep their behind out-of-state business and let you and your state do what you want to do. you got all of these rights, but, see, people don't know the Constitution, so that's why we get hit with bad stuff from Obama who don't know it. He's shooting from the hip. It's just his opinion. 
Do you know that this country has been ran on opinion? But he's a constitutional lawyer. <laughs> they don't, didn't I tell you what happened? You remember, I went to Thomas M. Cooley Law School for nine years. They took the Constitution out to school. The only thing in it is case law and federal statute to override the Constitution. When I file my mm-hmm. claims on the Constitution, they tell me, oh, Christine, this is frivolous. It's Mitchell v. Farkas, Meeks v. Williams, and Twanley v. Bell. When they pull them out, I know they finna say frivolous. What that means in legal terminology, that what I'm doing filing under the Constitution lacks a legal basis and serves no useful purpose. This is what the federal judges are saying when you call yourself filing a, a Constitution clause against uh, Obama and immigration, anything that Congress does. So y'all might as well understand, until we get someone in the White House that's actually going to read the stuff and do what it's supposed to, and I love the way Mr. Trump, he just trashed Ted Cruz. Oh, God, it was a, I called him last week two or three times, and I told him, and sent him a letter, and I told him, you have got to save this country from Ted Cruz and such a name, Rubio. Because Ted's parents was, Ted born up there in Canada somewhere. He got dual citizenship. His daddy, a Cuban. Everybody who hang around me knows that all citizenships after 1965 are going to be revoked. His daddy's citizenship ain't worth the papers written on. And even if it was, it's still not natural born. Then you got these so-called legal scholars telling well, natural born means foreign born too. How the, did you stupid? That's like two people driving on the highway, and both of them are going to try to do the same space at the same time, you're going to crash. How, if it's say natural born, how can you say foreign born include natural born? It's stupid stuff. And then you got these stupid federal judges with these Syrians talking about the states can't keep them uh, out of their territory. Yes, they can. It's a Trump Amendment 14, Section 3. It says no state shall deny due process to them. So when they come to that state, they got to do the state's due process. The first one is Someone has to sponsor you. Then the second one is you have to register with the immigration office and pay the fee. The third one is you want to work, also a fee. The fourth one is if you want to be a citizen, you got to be sworn in. That's the due process. So if a Syrian come here and they can't do that, then they up out that state. Do you hear me? They can go to 49 more if they want to. So I wish people would just learn to, to stop and read and, and focus in on key words. The key word in Amendment 14 is the word state. It don't say, now if it says uh, a well-regulated militia necessary for America, then Mr. Obama would be in his right. It says for this country, but it don't say that. It says a well-regulated militia necessary for a free state. And it goes on to say the state camp shall not infringe people's right to bear arms. So this is all a state issue. And it should have been in everybody's state constitution a long time ago, but it's hard to do that because the Democrats took the state's power when they did the 65 Immigration Act. Every power the state had, education, whatever it was, it took it and then took the power for the, the state to say anything to the non-citizens who was bringing the dope. See, back, back in those days, they took the dope through the Midwest. Now they stopping the dope in the Midwest in New Hampshire and all that stuff. Now they're trying to get the white people drugged down just as bad as they did the black people. But if I get my, my own particular candidate in office, 
I, I can stop all this stuff. You well, see what I'm saying? And you, and you, and you mentioned Ted Cruz. And, and you mentioned Ted Cruz, and I, I found a, an article that was interesting. Uh, now, I know uh, I was listening to uh, – I was watching a little CNN before work this morning, and I was uh, – they, they were mentioning how now Donald Trump is bringing up about Cruz and, um, you know, about, you know, the whole – I have my own thoughts on it. I'm going to talk about the, the citizenship, and, and perhaps I was thinking maybe uh, Trump is trying to bring it out so that people can have that discussion and then it be over with. But I found an article uh, about uh, – well, doing some research on that that I found interesting and uh, probably not one that's uh, out there a lot. Uh, but let me go ahead and uh, uh, read through this, well, folks, and then we'll uh, bring Susan so – the, well, then I want to bring Susan back in. And for anyone okay. else that are out there, if you want to give us a call at 347-945-7428, uh, we can get you into the show. There's uh, less than 20 minutes of the live portion of the show. Uh, but if you want to be a part of the uh, extended period, uh, you know, no matter how uh, long we'll end up having it, uh, you only get about 20 minutes uh, to do that. To so give us a call at 347-945-7428. Uh, if you'd like to get uh, into the show, just push the one on your number dial, and we'll get you in. And uh, also just check out some of the new things we got on the website at www.barslogicpoliticaltalk.com. Uh, check out uh, the different pages, and there's uh, going to be some more uh, coming as well. So uh, looking forward to bringing that out. Uh, but the article I found here uh, is uh, called Shocker. Did Ted Cruz sabotage Ben Carson's campaign with planted staffers? Now, those who are familiar with the show uh, and were with the show since uh, its inception know that uh, Newt Gingrich kind of uh, had the same thing happen to him. Uh, and I was per- I personally was witnessed to it and had conversations with the folks who were actually some of the plants in the uh, Gingrich campaign who uh, ended up uh, sabotaging things from within and then moving on to the Romney campaign. Uh, so, and for those who, uh, you know, as I said, uh, have been with the show since 2012, uh, know what I am talking about. Uh, and I've probably even I've even mentioned it and mentioned names I believe uh, in the uh, previous shows uh, back in 2012. So that's something that happened to uh, Gingrich, and I find it interesting, almost ironic, that uh, Gingrich, even before Ben Carson was running for president, was touting uh, him as a candidate uh, from his Gingrich productions, things of that nature, uh, and so. He, you know, and then, of course, Ben Carson ran, and now he seems like he may be experiencing the same thing that Gingrich has gone through uh, back in 2012 with people being in his campaign, uh, thinking that they're going to be working for him, and then, but actually uh, uh, working for uh, someone in the opposition, in Gingrich's case, it was for Romney. And, well, let's just hear this article here, and uh, you make the call. It says, uh, Shocker, did Ted Cruz sabotage Ben Carson's campaign with planted staffers. So that's what uh, Gingrich had with some planted staffers. Uh, It said, and Dick Cheney could be the link. Let's look at Barry Bennett, Carson's resigning campaign director. It says, there are several important things to know about Bennett's background. First, Bennett has been involved with major shady campaign cross-dealings and finance in the past. 
It says the Toledo Blade reports that Bennett got in trouble in Nevada when a PAC he was leading, Alliance for America's Future, was accused of allegedly running political advertising in 2010 gubernatorial election without registering as a political action committee. The group agreed to pay a $40,000 fine, uh, the most ever levied, as part of a settlement announced by the Nevada Secretary of State in March 2014. Second, Bennett is a partner at the PR firm BKM Strategies. The only other partner is Mary Cheney. Hold on a second, folks. We need to uh, make sure we get uh, don't have some background noise here. Okay. And so it says Mary Cheney, uh, daughter of former Vice President Dick Cheney and major conservative campaign guru in her own right. Third, Bennett is the former chief of staff for Republican Senator from Ohio, Rob Portman. Bennett has been Portman's friend and advisor for over 20 years. Rob Portman and Dick Cheney are two of the most high-profiled and staunchly conservative Republicans who have declared non-opposition to same-sex marriage. They both have a homosexual child. The Portman's announcement was also a way of pledging allegiance to Dick Cheney, who was still very active in politics, and to Mary Cheney, who was a Republican and open lesbian. And Mary Cheney pledged support for Portman, telling Politico in January 2015 that she would love it if Rob Portman decided to run for president. Bennett's two background positions at BKM Strategies and advisor to Rob Portman both strongly led back to Dick Cheney's nucleus of power. On the surface, it might seem that Cheney, Cheney connection should indicate that Jeb Bush could be behind a kill switch in Carson's campaign. But that's wrong. Jeff isn't courting evangelist voters. He's struggling to connect with the establishment base. He gains nothing from Carson crashing out. Furthermore, Cheney, much like Jeb's mom, is not interested in seeing another Bush in the White House. So the Daily Carter, and we, we'll get to, the, to uh, Ted Cruz in here. It says, the Daily Quarter argues that Jeb's difficulty connecting with the establishment is largely because of Cheney. Cheney didn't run for president following W. Bush, and the country never had a referendum on the Bush legacy. In a general election, Jeb Bush would serve as a rehashing of the Bush-Cheney legacy and would dredge up all kinds of uh, things that Cheney would rather that public forgets. A staunch conservative like Ted Cruz who would owe his position to Cheney's interference, would be more likely to fight to keep Cheney's legacy in the dark. A New York Times article that described Jeb's difficulty in recruiting his family's former allies reports, among those declaring neutrality rather than publicly embracing Jeb Bush's candidacy, is former Vice President Dick Cheney, who with his daughter Liz Cheney has started the Alliance for a Strong America to advocate tough national security positions among candidates. Cruz is called to carpet bomb the DAESH and find out if they stand to glow in the dark or sure are tough national security positions. It also says open secrets delves uh, into the details of a range of Cheney-backed groups. The Group Alliance for Strong America is essentially a reboot of a previous group called Keep America Safe, run by Dick Cheney and Liz Cheney. 
These groups are connected to Alliance for America's Future, which Bennett was running when he violated Nevada's campaign finance law. The group are also connected to the Koch Network and have funneled dark money to run ad attacks. Ben, it says Bennett is clearly a Cheney man, and Cheney has no interest in Carson and is opposed to Jeb. So how is he connected to Cruz? There is a lot of circumstantial evidence of Cheney Cruz connections and the possibility that Cheney is secretly trying to engineer a Cruz nomination. In 2002, a Washington Post op-ed by Dana Milbank described the rampant nepotism in the W. Bush administration. Apart from a handful of Cheney's in various positions, Milbank also observed the director of the Federal Trade Commission Office of Policy Planning, Ted Cruz, is married to a senior official in the U.S. Trade Representative's Office, Heidi Cruz. It's a little bit like having a joint boost at the county fair, she says. If anyone is a trophy spouse in a Cruz marriage, it's Ted. The, uh, the wife, I'm sorry, the senator's wife, Heidi Cruz, is managing director of Goldman Sachs after serving seven years as a vice president. She was, uh, she was climbing the Republican political and Wall Street corporate ladders simultaneously when she and Ted Cruz met campaigning for Bush 1000. After putting a ring on Heidi, Ted's career began to skyrocket. He became Solicitor General of Texas and then rebel-rousing far-right senator in a few short years. Heidi is reportedly Ted's most accomplished fundraiser. During Ted's campaign, Heidi takes several leave of absences from running the investment Goliath in, to invest in his career. The couple has quickly become a premier Washington power couple. One of Heidi's business and political insiders position that bolster Ted is her membership in the Council on Foreign Relations. Dick Cheney is also a member of the hugely influential policy group. Uh, Cheney's group can be connected to Goldman Sachs. Apart from Brennan, another major, major lackey of the Cheney group was Kara Ahern. Ahern has a prominent position in the BKM strategies. It was an aide to Dick Cheney when he was vice president. In 2008, the Washington Post reported that Ahern oversaw the RNC's fundraising operation. Under the watchful eyes of Lou Eisenberg, chairman of the Victory Campaign, Eisenberg is a former partner of Goldman Sachs and a longtime player in Republican fundraising cir- circles. Says more recently, Ahern, uh, Cheney, and Bennett ran a lobbyist blitz in support of the Keystone XL pipeline. This forwarded on the heels of Goldman Sachs reporting saying that the U.S. Uh, would need more pipelines for tar sands to be a worthy investment. In June, the Cook brothers invited Jeb Bush, Rick Perry, Ted Cruz, and Rob Portman to speak at an event. Portman was never in the race. Perry is out, and Jeb is floundering, which now leaves Cruz, although the Cook brothers have not publicly indicated which candidate would prefer. The DSCC described Portman as cozying up to Cruz at the event. Portman was on Romney's shortlist for vice president. Perhaps Portman's uh, motivating for sending Bennett's motivation, I'm sorry. Perhaps oh, I lost my place, so I apologize for that. It says, let's see. Yeah, okay. Portman was on Romney's shortlist for vice president. Perhaps Portman's motivation for sending Bennett's 
to run Carson's campaign into the ground is to position himself to be Cruz's VP, which kind of makes sense, folks, uh, with Rob Portman. Given this network of alliances and overlapping interests, it is possible that Cheney is pulling strings for Ted Cruz in the 2016 campaign. He doesn't want a rehash of his legacy via another Bush campaign. While Trump squashed all the establishment candidates, Cheney used shadowy groups and secret alliances to allow the hapless Ben Carson to flourish and decline on his own until Ted Cruz was ready to consolidate the evangelist vote and rise to challenge Trump. Once Cruz was positioned, Portman and Cheney flipped, kill, uh, flipped the kill switch on Carson's campaign. Cheney attacked Donald Trump when he was called for a ban on Muslims entering the U.S. Trump's disturbing proposal coincided with Trump's surging past Trump, yeah, Cruz surging past Trump in Iowa polls. Having begun the lock of the Iowa evangelist vote, Cruz and his allies were suddenly in a position to attack Trump directly. Cheney's comments on Trump may have been a signal that his network has settled on Cruz and the establishment at large began to back to topple him. Okay, and uh, that's, let's see. Okay, there was a second article which uh, we'll give, go through. Uh, uh, in a little bit, but first let's go ahead and bring it back uh, to you folks. And so let's go ahead and bring Susan back in and see if you've got any comments on uh, what we heard in that article so far. Cheney, you have absolutely no idea how much I despise that man. So Ted Cruz, either knowingly or unknowingly, is aligning himself with a murderer Cheney, Bush, and Rove all were part of uh, the Pat Tillman debacle, uh, particularly Bush and Rove. But Cheney, he was—he is a mover and a shaker. So you know, um, the famous football player enlisting in the army, uh, an endorsement of George Bush and his war, and Pat Tillman found out the truth about the war. I was going to switch and support uh, John Kerry. And um, all these men were part of it. That, that, that came down, plain and simple, in order to murder Pat Tillman. They could not have their poster boy opening his mouth and supporting someone else. The pictures with him with the three bullet holes in his head, it was definitely, definitely murder. And I have no doubt about it, Cheney, uh, although I didn't mention him per se in there, he's the vice president, he knows, he and Rove, Rove I don't like, they're all buddies, and um, they all do these things. I know that Cheney, uh, I read it, and I honestly God, I don't know if it was Time or the other one, uh, it was a magazine years ago, um, when... Uh, Ford was going to be running, uh, you know, be the, going for the presidency. And he came and he said, I want Reagan for my vice president. And Cheney was the one who came to him and says, no, the orders would be you are to take 
I forget who it was, but he could not have he could not have um, Reagan with Reagan as his vice president. Ford would have won at that point. Ford knew that he it was set up. He was to lose, and Carter was to win. They're all part of the new world order, and this is where Christine and so many people really don't see the big picture. You can't. It's just happening. The John Birch Society has preached about this for years, that the New World Order is the one pulling the strings, and all these presidents, except for John F. Kennedy, who went against them and he was murdered, are puppets of the New World Order, the global elitist. And the Constitution, they will destroy that. They will destroy America. And even Christine is not going to be strong enough on her own to stand up to them. I'm sorry. You have to be part of a powerful group, and the only one who has stopped and slowed it down to some degree is the John Birch Society. And even they have been made fun of, attacked, and gone after. Larry McDonald was on that plane that Steve uh, Simpson from uh, Idaho and several other conservative senators and them were supposed to be on. That plane was shot down over Russia. That was to take him out. And... Is because they were exposing all the secrets of the New World Order. And Larry McDonald was going, he was, he had, after Robert Walsh, he had taken over, he was going to run for a president as a Democrat, I might add, because he didn't care which party he got elected on. And Ron Paul told him, it didn't matter what party, just run. Pick a party. It don't matter. If you get elected, that's the important thing. And, and these guys, these Clintons, the Bushes, uh, Cheney, whoa, they're all part of this new world order. It's bigger than what the picture is so big, so huge with the Rothschilds, the Bilderbergers, the Rockefellers, the Illuminati. You can't even begin to imagine how huge this is. And they get people elected, Phyllis Shafley. Um, and I'm sure you know who she is. Uh, she had talked about it, the kingmakers. They pick, they pick, and Barry Goldwater was one of them. They did not end up controlling, so the Republican Party tried to destroy him. You know, they didn't support him the way they should have. Otherwise, he would have won. But the point is that they usually control who is picked. And that's what I have to say on it. And we'll um... And we'll bring uh, Christine in a bit. Now I'm going to finish the article because uh, into the second page it says, Ted Cruz benefits most from Ben Carson's campaign staff resignations. And the article continues, Ben Carson is doomed. On Thursday, Carson's top campaign officials, along with 20 staffers, resigned from his campaign. The reasons they cited are compelling. His campaign is a scam on his business advisor and conservative radio host, Arms. Sean Williams, and I'm telling you, folks, I'm telling you this now. Your mainstream so-called conservative talk show hosts, in my opinion, you can't trust them. They are just a part of the Republican establishment, and I dare say that perhaps even part of the new world order that Susan's talked about, okay, than other folks. That's why I say forget the mainstream media, forget the so-called, uh, you know, conservative radio. Listen to the grassroots shows, because let me tell you, I think they're just as big as a part 
And you couldn't have gotten in much more grassroots than Ben Carson. Let me tell you, I, he's the one who I, you know, I support it and still do, but I think it's going to be more to more so for Trump. But I'm telling you, watch out for these people. They're going to feed you all this stuff. They fed, they, they fed the, the conservatives in 2012. You know, we've got Rush Limbaugh lying. I've got an audio clip where, you know, he wasn't truthful. You know, we've got uh, Glenn Beck, who was pushing for Romney. You had uh, Bill O'Reilly, who was touting uh, for Romney to be the most uh, electable person. Uh, on the which he denied even in an email that I sent to him and he read on TV and purposely mispronounced my last name. But anyway, okay, he was counting Romney as the most electable when we all knew that he was the worst one to go up against Romney. So don't trust these guys. They're they're conservatives and she in name in name only. I think you know they're moderates in you know conservative clothing. They follow the D, the the RNC leadership and the establishment because when the push comes to shove, what they do is they're going to back the establishment pick candidate, and that's what I think Armstrong as well as the, uh, uh, Williams has done uh, with what he was saying about uh, you know. But anyway, uh, has too much influence, and he might uh, not be fit to be president. His campaign leaders charge. Uh, but these reasons the staffers give for quitting have been known since the beginning. And despite Carson's oddball candidacy, the campaign has been quite successful at raising money. If nothing else, his campaign team could have burnished their resume, showing the Republican Party that they could turn a long-shot candidate into a slick fundraising operation, and they would go down with the ship. This would have positioned them nicely for the future in the conservative PR apparatus. Instead, they drew long knives. Did they have specific, more compelling reading, reasons to quit than to stay? And that's a question mark. Their departure, the departure destroys Carson's campaign. Carson reportedly begged his campaign manager, Barry Bennett, to reconsider when Bennett called him to quit. Carson was faced was already phasing can't talk was fading, but in the first three primary uh, in the first three primary contests, he still commanded nine percent in Iowa, five percent in New Hampshire, and eleven percent in South Carolina. Well, that's not enough for him to win anything, but it could be sufficient to change the race for Texas Senator Ted Cruz, Senator Cruz, and Carson are directly competing for the evangelist voters in those states. Cruz is aggressively courting evangelist voters. He has told his supporters to strap on the forearm wow, interesting. The strap on the full armor of God and supporting his campaign and ignoring attacks against him. And the reason why I used that uh said oh my gosh or whatever, the full strap on the full armor of God is that was what uh my friend Mark Prasik was saying in regards uh, to the fight uh, for Newt Gingrich uh, in 2012, he even used uh, some video clips from the movie Gladiator, uh, whereas uh, they were using some uh, some biblical quotes about putting on uh, armor and helmets and shields. It's very compelling. Oh, I wish I still had that video. And I may somewhere. But anyway, it says, strap on the full armor of God in, support, in supporting his campaign and ignoring attacks against him. 
It says, the key line of Christian doctrine is, on the third day he rose again in fulfillment of scriptures. Cruz subliminally alludes to this line, and his favorite talking point is miraculous Masonic ability to raise money. Cruz says verbatim at events all over the country, by the third day we raised $2 million. Cruz has launched an operation delegating 99 pastors in Iowa to preach for his campaign across the state. This strategy of totally ignoring the Constitution's separation of church and state is beginning to pay off big for Cruz's campaign. Says Cruz has won key evangelist endorsements and is now leading in Iowa. Perennial frontrunner and winner, quote in quotes, Donald Trump recently conceded that he could lose Iowa. Now that Ben Carson is likely to drop out soon, Cruz is well positioned to gobble up the bulk of Carson supporters. A big win for Cruz in Iowa could shake out Mike Huckabee, who is also running on the evangelist track, but lags far behind. This would position Cruz to break out of the trailing pack in New Hampshire and finish a strong second. That, in turn, could convince the establishment candidate like Chris Christie or even Jeb Bush to drop out. One or two establishment dropouts after New Hampshire could make Cruz competitive in South Carolina. A strong second or even a win in the Palmetto State will position Cruz as both the evangelist favorite and begin rallying the establishment behind him and an anti-Trump candidate heading into Super Tuesday. The time for the mass defection five weeks before Iowa is so awful for Carson and so perfect for Cruz, I began to wonder if this was, in fact, a kill switch baked into the Carson campaign unbeknownst to Carson. A kill switch is not unprecedented. In 2008, Democratic presidential candidate John Edwards' staff became aware that he was having an affair with Republicans that could be used to destroy him in a general election. Oh, having an affair, which Republicans could use this from it. Even while they worked to support Edwards, they made a pact that if Edwards started getting close to clinching the nomination, they would kill his campaign. They said that their loyalty was to the party before their candidate. Could Carson's campaign leadership have ousted, had, had outside loyalties? If Cruz held sway over Carson's campaign, it would not be the first time Cruz had special influence within the, party's out, the, the party outsider candidate's campaign. In September, I reported the FEC filing showed that Tay Cruz Super PAC donated a half a million dollars to the Carly Farina campaign. Fiorina helped Cruz turn Planned Parenthood into a big campaign issue. He, in turn, began to use that issue to start locking down evangelist support. Fiorina was a smokescreen for Cruz, providing a necessary female face and staunch right-wing position for Cruz to emulate and avoid charges of extremism. Could Carson also be a stooge for Cruz? So what it looks like, folks, and, and Cindy, uh, you know, see you in the chat, and I hate to say this, is that this is something that is starting to come to be like it was in 2012. I hate to say it, folks, but it's starting all over again. In 2012, the same thing happened to the Gingrich campaign, and soon we'll bring in Christine. She could talk uh, more about that. But this was the same thing that happened in the Gingrich campaign. I saw it, and I believe you two, you did as well, Cindy. We saw this happening firsthand. 
I've talked. I mean, I've had I've had conversations with folks who were the people who worked for the Gingrich campaign, and then you know turned around and ended working for the Romney campaign, and it so much looked as if they sabotaged his campaign, the Gingrich campaign. And as I said, you can hear me talk about that back in the archives from 2012. And it looks like the same thing happening with Ben Carson. Makes me wonder if that's why Gingrich decided not to run again, uh, because the same chicanery uh, seems like it's going on again. So, folks, you know, I know there's a lot of people out there that love Ted Cruz. If this, and, I, and I always point out on the show, do your own research. Don't always, you know, don't just take what I'm talking about from the, uh, you know, the articles, which I'll, you know, this article uh, will be posted on the website and also on uh, the Bard's Logic page on Facebook. Do your own research. Find out more about this. If you find out something that's different than this, Go to the www.bardslogic political talk con- uh, contact page. Send me the link. Send me the information. I'll uh, look over the information myself, and we'll talk about it again on the next show. Uh, but it looks like we're seeing the same thing in 2012 as we did. I mean, 2016 as we've seen in 2009. I mean, let's uh, remember. Look how many was the anti Romney. Remember 2012, folks how many anti-Romney candidates who are in one after the other would drop off, drop off, drop off until finally Romney was the last one, okay? Because he would suck up the votes because the conservative vote was split. And there's also was some talk that Santorum, he was running again, of course, unsuccessfully, was actually a plant in the campaign to split the conservative vote with Newt Gingrich, and it was done quite successfully. And there's actually a quote by Rush Limbaugh, who lied on the day of the Florida uh, Florida uh, primary, and whereas that would have been a big state for Gingrich, okay? But he lied about that. Uh, and here you go. Here, here it is. Once I can get this thing started, what's going on? By the way, now? folks, just I have I have to remind you. Again, again, that Gingrich debated John Kerry on global warming at one point, and they agreed on practically every point. Nobody is innocent. Everybody is guilty of some transgression somewhere against conservatism, except Santorum. See you tomorrow. And that was the last thing that that guy said. And as you heard, his din at the end of the show. That's how he left it. On the day of the Florida primary, he's in Florida. We know how much influence Rush Limbaugh has on conservatives. And he says that and it's not true. I mean, look, look at the, you know, his union ties. Also, Santorum was saying how he disliked the Tea Party. I mean, really. I mean, look it up. Don't take my word for it. Look, you know, look up quotes of what uh, Santorum had to say about the Tea Parties. You know, see what his ties are, you know, to, to some liberal and Democrat uh, politicians. And you'll see that he's got – he had t- transgressions uh, against conservatism. But Rush – and Rush Limbaugh knew that. But, yeah, on the last day, or oh, the day of the Florida primary, very important primary, you know, he, he puts that comment out there. And I uh, see we only got about nine, le- uh, nine minutes left. 
of the live portion of the show, so we'll be soon going into the extended period. So if you'd like to listen to the extended period or be able to chime in, uh, just give us a call at 347-945-7428. If you're on the line, push the one on your number dial, and I will get you into get you into the show. Again, the number is 347-945-7428. And now at this point, we only have about eight minutes to do so, or your audio will cut off, and unfortunately, you won't be able to listen to or participate into the rest of the show. So let me go ahead, and at this point, I'm going to bring things back to you, Christine, because uh, you've got some experience uh, with New Gingrich and all that. Go ahead. Tell us about the your, your experience and your thoughts on that, 2012. And my thoughts on New Gingrich is I listened to him for 20 years. The reason you hear me quoting all this stuff is because he said that someone needs to study the Constitution in about 20 years we're going to need it. Now, insofar as just calling Ted Cruz a conservative, y'all, you know, y'all sound stupid to me. Craig Cruz was born in damn Canada. He can't run for office here. What part of that ain't natural born don't you understand? Then Ted Cruz's daddy is not an American citizen. I don't care how he got his citizenship. When you read the Homeland Security website, when you Google reasons for revocation of naturalization, it clearly tells you you may prove this, that, and the other about your existence, but if your existence in America wasn't attached to the Constitution, your citizenship is no good. So his daddy a Cuban. He born in Canada. How how you gonna call that natural born or a citizen? He's only a citizen on his mama half. That he's not a full blown citizen of the United States. He is nothing no more than Marco Rubio is. Is just another charlatan fake trying to come here to America and take over what belongs to America. But I wish people would start reading and stop thinking that Ted Cruz is, is some sort of of, of, of a, a nice person, conservative. It sounds ridiculous to me. There's only one person that's going to be able to really run this country, and there's somebody who's been in a lot of mess, who knows how to rise and fall like things from the ashes, and that's Donald Trump. You can do anything you want to do to him, but that man will come back smelling like a rose. And anyway, the rest of Ben Carson, I never liked Ben Carson. You, you got to have a rough, tough guy now. You got to have somebody like we had in the Revolutionary War, like, uh, you know, uh, Washington was just going to beat somebody ass. Huge expression. That's what you need now. And Tom Trump is the only one who's willing to go out here, and he ripped Fred, he ripped Ted Cruz, a no one. You need to read just what he said. I just heard what you said, but they was responding, and their response didn't have constitutional clauses. Donald Trump was giving you the constitutional clauses. Why Ted Cruz is no good for America, and that's what I like about him. And finally, Donald Trump, Donald Trump is the only one that's got a $10 trillion budget, and $10 trillion or more is not a part of the congressional natural budget. You know, the, the National Congressional Budget is not that. No, that's $10 trillion case that they lost against, uh, uh, we beat them. Every American citizen who can prove that their heritage is before the 65 mess when they started bringing people here and giving them fake citizenship, they get at least $1,000 a year, and we're setting it for five years plus job training, and if you take job training, you don't have to pay rent. 
as long as you're in the school and you don't make a mess up, then you can get all that done. That's what they used to do for Americans. Now they take billions of dollars and give it to millions of non-citizens. That is known as felony tax fraud because there's not one word in the Constitution that allows it. I was on the phone all day with all the congressional leaders, and they all said, well, man, there really ain't no clause. I said, well, why the hell are you doing it? You can't do that. And another thing that's going to be good for the state, for the United States is when the governors find out that they can shut Congress down right now. But I think the most important thing right now is the fact that Donald Trump, he did like we asked him. He went on to Ted Cruz. He tore him a new one. And he, y'all are going to find out anyway at the end that he's got a $10 trillion budget. And I done told the RNC, I'm not going to tell nobody how to get that money but him because he's been sitting there two and a half years now. New Gaines told me to do it. He sure did because he was trying to get this money back. See, when they first started doing this immigration mess under the Immigration Act of 65, they told us, well, we're borrowing the money, and you're going to get it back with interest. So when Newt was there 20, 30 years later, he tried, but he didn't know how. You can't legislate it. So he said, well, somebody like Christine Taylor needs to go learn. I, I can do it all. It's an income tax refund. That's all it is. They have got to refund those taxes that they use inappropriately, and that's what Donald Trump meant with that $10 trillion. He's going to be bringing Ford, GM, and Chrysler back to Michigan, all around the small plants. See, here's what's happening. They have to leave. They don't be trying to be mean. See, Congress targets a certain bracket of people. They target them and just steal 50, 60, 70% of their profit. So if you want to live, you've got to leave here. But all those people are coming back, and they're going to be getting some of their money back, probably all of it. And everybody who's in prison for tax fraud, uh, they're all going to be let out, every one of them. Even the people who are, are incarcerated for, for being on drugs and all that stuff, you've got to let them out too because all of that was a part of the plan of the Democrats to, to uh, back from the, the Immigration Act, how they did that. And that's what they used to bring the people over here to take Ford, GM, and Chrysler with dope. So everybody is, uh, the way we're setting this thing up, America is going to be wiping their tears with dollar bills when Donald Trump gets through because he got the money. And I told the RNC, if they start this mess about what they're going to do, Donald Trump don't need them. When the people find out that he got power over that $10 trillion and everybody, shoot, everybody, even the Republicans diss him, that just means that they're going to lose to Donald Trump. That's all it means because people... Everywhere I go, they mob my car. I got Trump stickers. It, it, the black people even starting to mob it. Now, everybody want to know about Donald Trump, and we're going to be having a march in, in uh, uh, September when it's legal to do campaigning to the federal court because they're the ones that's orchestrating, taking all of our money and giving it to these non-citizens. And so that's why I'm totally behind uh, Donald Trump and Ted Cruz can try all the cute little stuff he wants, but he's a broke ass. He ain't got no money. See, that $10 trillion is free money. It's free because we won that money. has nothing to do with the congressional <clears throat> national budget. So that's what I got to say. Yeah, and, and, and Cindy mentions in the chat, uh, it says, Cruz will be the New World Order's plant to run unsuccessfully against Hillary. Uh, yeah, well, it ain't going to work. It ain't going to work. He ain't got no money. He going to fold. Did you hear what I just said? Donald Trump is going to be announcing 
with his presidency, everybody in America who's a real citizen going to get $5,000. You get either a lump sum or you get over five years and job training with everything paid for. You see, Hillary and them don't have that kind of money because I'm not going to show them how to get that $10 trillion. Actually, Marco Rubio is saying that it's $20 trillion. See, because the national debt is only the billions of dollars that they're spending on millions of non-citizens and other programs that they can't really do under the Constitution. That case has already been won. And when Obama got overturned, that reopened it because Obama's claim that I had against him in the United States and Congress was they have no inherent power over immigration. And so when, when he got overturned, that definitely instated count two because if the United States don't have any inherent power over them and can't even speak to them, how then can you give non-citizens money? And this is what everybody in Congress meant to me today, the Democrats and Republicans, that they really don't have that right. So that's where I'm coming from. People want, people want to hear about how they are finally going to get something back. All the jobs are going to come back here. That shit Hillary and them talking ain't about nothing. Hello? Oh, I'm here. I'm just oh, yeah. uh, saying, <clears throat> well, at the top of the hour, so it looks like uh, who's going to be called in is called in. So I'm saying uh, goodnight to Biker Ta- uh, Talon and Cindy Todd um, and telling them to remember to visit the website at www.barslogicpoliticaltalk.com. Well, you know, like I said, I love and I enjoy your show. You know, you're a real big help to the people. There's going to be a few people like me, one or two, that actually I know every word of the Constitution. It's Article 2, Section 5. It says no person except a natural born or a citizen. He's not natural born. And his citizenship is only half-assed. The same way as Obama. I told him the same thing about Obama. If daddy wasn't born here, then he can't be a president. But you know they didn't listen. So now we got the same. And Marco Rubio's worse. His parents came under those fake vote list. Marco Rubio, they're not even, he, he, he's not even a citizen because neither one of his parents were. But they're getting away with all this stuff right now. But I say to you, that y'all can do crazy stuff as y'all want to, but there's only one person out there who's really qualified, and that's somebody who's not a politician, somebody who the politician be kicking his butt every, he in the tax bracket. They just beat them people up. But he's going to get that money back. I already won that money. It's just sitting right there. Been sitting there two and a half years, and they haven't, they haven't, they can't distribute any of it to you. I have to be the one to start it, and I ain't going to tell nobody but Donald Trump. He's the only one going to know. So now if you want if you want a new America where we bring back Ford, GM, and Chrysler and bring all of our companies back, then you then, then you vote for Donald Trump. If you don't care, then it don't matter who you vote for. Because this country will go to hell in a handbasket. With Donald Trump as a leadership, we will have an eternal glory again in America. And we'll never look back at this stuff because he's going to send the education back to the school and the state. And that's how the kids is going to be able to uh, learn the real Constitution, not the lies that they teach. We're already getting our teens ready for uh, uh, the U.S. Attorney General, the Surgeon General, the Psychiatric uh, uh, General of the United States. 
We got all kinds of things. New departments like the Governor and President Committee. See, the Governor and President Committee can get together and pull a whoop on Congress. If Congress starts doing something, then the, the state can apply Article 1, Section 6 and arrest every one of them. Are we going to, Donald Trump administration, we ain't, while everybody else is folding and lagging and dragging, we knitting together a beautiful, we even going to have a drug czar because you're going to need it with all this stuff they're trying to do to people, and we're going to have a, a person that does mental health, and uh, he's going to work with the drug people. We're trying to hook up a real campaign so by the, the, uh, September, when the actual season starts, we're hoping that he will have his full uh, view, maybe two people for each department. David K. Otis, Attorney General, he's the one who taught me the Constitution when I was going to school at Thomas and Cooley. Even though he can't, he can't beat me either. But he's a good Attorney General. You got Dr. Carlos Behar, a specialist in the poison that they're putting in food that's causing us to have to spend money for dialysis. And we're also working on the fact that we're going to stop doctors from using the word disease for every diagnosis. That's how we're mm-hmm. losing a lot of money. The, the people who want to get on all these programs, they got to get the doctor to say it's a disease when all the time it's really called an SIM, self-induced malfunction, or an AIM, auto-induced malfunction, where you go to all these restaurants and you eat up all that sodium and, and the other poison, the food, the food formaldehyde, now it messes up all your stuff. What the doctor's going to have to do, they're going to have to alert the government that this, that this problem this patient has is not being called by a living organism. You see, if you want to call it a disease, it has to be caused by a living organism that has a different DNA than, than a, a, than a human. Then you can't say the person doing it on purpose. The doctor is going to have to tell the government that this is a, a sin, a self-induced function. If this person stopped eating so damn much sodium, now see, here's what's happening, what y'all don't understand. When you go, even buy those little mushrooms, the buttons, they be have about five teaspoons of salt in each one of them. Oh, they, they use a, it's a chemical. They can put 10 or 15 tablespoons of salt in a micro dot. And then when you eat it, my doctor taught me, it goes through your system. When it gets to the valve that purifies uh, all the poison, then that's when that thing expands and it tears up that valve, and that's why you see the people all swollen. They have just been poisoned. And my doctor is trying to, to stop it, and I know he is because I had that problem. He did so well with, with my case until, man, I'm 73 years old, and Beyonce scared me. She's scared to come over here with Jay-Z. <laughs> so he knows what he's doing. I didn't have to go on dialysis. We're going to stop this diabetes mess. And guess what else? Y'all going to love this. I'm going to be in charge. I'm taking that food stamp card, and you can't buy no more processed food. You should see how much of you people's money is being wasted. Those women go into those supermarkets. Sometimes they have two carts, and everything they put in it is high sodium, high sugar, high fat, high calorie, food formaldehyde, and all this other stuff that's addictive. Make them eat it. And I not, and they be weighing like three and 400 pounds, and they go up there and pay for all this mess with a food stamp card. See, back in the day, there was a ban 
on any government money for state affairs being spent for anything other than fresh food. We're going to bring back uh-huh. fresh food. Yeah, I know. We're going to bring it back. And then guess what else? With everybody, we're going to bring back dignity to the medical world. Everyone who's receiving assistance, like welfare and Medicaid, you can only have one doctor per family per year. You can't doctor shop for pills the way they be doing it and selling them. Though we're going to get them, and they have to be at that doctor's office to make sure that them and their children every four months gets a checkup. If that doctor reports that... If that doctor reports yeah. that person has a sodium poisoning that's sick to cause dialysis, but they're doing it on purpose, they're deliberately going to McDonald's with 2,800 milligrams of sodium in one hamburger. That's about eight teaspoons of salt. <laughs> then if a person does that, then they're going to get a notice from the, the Medicaid insurance that your doctor has reported that you don't have a disease. What you have is the SIM that you are self-inducing this illness. And if you continue to do that, you can be charged with fraud, with, with Medicaid fraud. Because, see, they do it on purpose. I see him at my doctor's office. One guy came out one day, and he was laughing. Ah, I'm in stage four now. Well, what's so funny about that? Yeah, I went and did my dialysis, and my head size went down three sizes. And I'm saying, what's the brag of us? You're not going to go to barbecue bars now. And they go right to barbecue bars. They be in the wheelchairs and want you to feel sorry for them, and they be doing it on purpose. Those women, they be trying to keep them checked to keep their men. I'm going to stop them. I did it before, back in the 90s, when I blocked generational welfare, which in turn blocked a lot of drug dealers. I'm going to block everything they do. Everything they do, and they gonna get mad, and they gonna say, "Well, well, why can't the government tell me what to eat?" Yeah, the government paying for what you eat. We say it ain't gonna be no more. That if if for some sort of whatever you want, if it's got over 100 milligrams of sodium, the food stamp card is not gonna pay for it. No, and if we get if you get caught with all the drugs in your system from processed food, we gonna know that you have some money, and we gonna know want to know why. But the best thing about this is. Once this goes in, the food manufacturers will stop putting all that stuff in there. Because I know they don't have to do that. The only thing I eat is no salt tomato soup and no salt Pennsylvania Dutch mushroom. And sometimes I get millions of no salt beef. Well, if they can make that like that, then why you got to have 1,100 milligrams of sodium in a can of hatch? Why you got to have. Man, that was, there was something I was going to bring up, but I can't remember what it was now. <laughs> You see what I'm saying? Donald Trump is knitting together a real campaign. These other people are falling apart. We got a drug czar. Uh, I'm trying to get uh, Dr. Jerry Gallagher because they're going to need some help coming back. Everybody is going to get that money. Everybody is going to get a check. And he still will have, just say he spent five trillion getting the people mad back and getting them associated with who they are as Americans again. He can take the other five trillion and refund that money to his businesses. And like I say, they ain't got no right at all to be putting American citizens in prison for taxes. Not a not a one. Because darn it, the Constitution, you know I'm gonna use Article One, Section Eight, Clause One will not let you do that. 
It says United States levy taxes for the welfare of America. It don't say nothing else. And then when you go to Article 363, they're telling you it's treason to give aid and comfort to the enemy. So they're taking your money, stealing your money, and giving it to non-citizens. They commit treason too. And don't forget what Article 6, Clause 2 says. Everything you do has got to be in that Constitution, and that's followed up by the Trump Amendment, number 14, section 3, that says if you don't do that, I'm taking my executive order pen, and I'm writing it off anyway. So, you know, that's why I don't worry as much as you guys do, because I know a little bit about it, and thank God, Newt Gingrich, he encouraged me to stay out here in the schools, and uh, uh, and I can't, if you can't beat me in court. No, it's impossible. You can beat me in state court because they have no rules. But in federal court, there are rules. The one who comes up... It. Well, okay. I understand, and you know we'll have to talk more on that. But you know, I, I am looking at the time, and I noticed there is a, is a topic that uh, we didn't talk about, and maybe we'll spend a lot of time on it. But I still still think uh, the that it is a topic to discuss. You know, and it is part of uh, the show tonight. Is you know we're talking about Bill Cosby, or you know, oh. or how he's facing you know ten years, and it's like, well, wait a minute, how come you know he's uh, let's get uh, Susan in on this, and then uh, we'll we'll bring it back in, but. You know, you know, he's he's facing ten years, and and I'm wondering why all these women are just coming out now, and you know, after all these years, and, and maybe you could give me uh, a female perspective, but I don't understand why they're coming out after all these years, Susan, and you know now they want to you know get their. I sometimes I feel like, am I wrong that they're just out to get their 15 minutes of fame, you know, before the guy uh, kills over? Because I mean, he's, he's he's older, he's not looking good, and now he's facing uh, I think it's like ten years in in, in prison, and and another thing is, how, how come we didn't see this with with Bill Clinton? Uh, but, I mean, do you think it's just th- these women were coming out of the woodwork, something actually happened, or, you know, maybe they didn't know better, or maybe they're just trying to get their 15 minutes of fame or, or part of the uh, Bill Cosby pie? What do you think, uh, Susan? Well, like I told you, um, anything is possible because you know what I went through, and I didn't say anything, but I was a little child. These women were older. And unless he threatened that he would kill their families or something like that, I don't know why they didn't speak up. And uh, so anything's possible. And yet, because he's very conservative, they could be just trying to destroy him. They certainly did it to Senator Mark Hatfield of Oregon. I never believed it was him. And it never came to fruition with Bob Barker of uh, uh, Come On Down fame. You know, several girls stuck up for him, and then the others said, well, he, he did it. So you never know if it's for money, if it's for real. It's just so hard to say. You need that proof. You need to have everything documented. Uh, and I don't think they do. I, I just don't know. It's, it's the weirdest darn thing. Uh, For people to come out later, for me, unless you were a child, it's very suspicious. Yeah, you know, yeah, and then what what about, you know, I mean, look at Bill Clinton. I mean, he he gets away with it. uh, Yeah, that's what really galls me, is that they're going after him and not after Bill Clinton. So, I mean, and some of the women were willing with Bill Clinton. Come on, we know that. 
But there was Juanita Brodick or whatever her name was and a couple others that claimed that he forced them. So some get away with it and some don't. I don't know. I have no explanation. Uh, there was the guy, Clarence Thomas, for the Supreme Court. And they, I remember listening to that. They brought up pubic hairs and all kinds of stuff. I was like, oh. Oh, uh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's. I do remember that. To, yeah, that turned out to be a bunch of nonsense. And, uh. If they, if they want to destroy someone, they are able to bring people forward to make false statements. Yeah, it's so unbelievable. He could be, he could be another Clarence Thomas, or he really could be a ledge. I don't know. You know, but he he should have his day in court and have to get to face them all. And I don't know. He's kind of old to deal with all that. Uh, so I'm not sure. I don't remember what happened Bob Barker, but he's still out free, so I think it was all dropped. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I just remember vaguely. I just remember vaguely hearing about uh, about Bob Barker. Yeah, a couple of the gals that were on the show said that he, you know, did his thing. Really? Uh, but others said no. He never had ever made passes at them. So, you know, I uh, I was, uh, I took karate years ago, and a karate teacher, um, he was famous, but nobody turned him down. There was only one that he forced himself on, and she fell for him. He had a magnetism that was, but they were all married because he didn't take his chances with single gals, and everybody had the hots for him. So he was never accused because they all wanted him. They were flattered. So you just never know. It was the men, the stories, they all differ. Wow. If I'd have been interested, he wouldn't have, because, uh, which I wasn't, because he was married and his wife was pregnant uh, at the time. Um, and I remember my girlfriend said, oh, I'd love to go to his house and Step into a swimming pool with nothing on, and I said, "You're single. He won't be interested in you." Oh, I couldn't believe it. She said that anyway. I said, "His wife's really nice. What's wrong with you?" But I mean, it's just some men that. So maybe it was more that they're able to pull him forward because he did mess around, but maybe they were willing at the time. I mean, we don't know. We just don't know unless there's real proof. So I'm not going to condemn him or defend him, really, either way, except to say that Clinton should catch it in the shorts, too. Right. That's my yeah, I just, you know, it, <laughs> you know, it just seems like it's such a, a, a double standard, you know, I mean, uh, with, with Bill Clinton and with... Uh, you know, you know, with with Bill Clinton and then with Bill Cosby. I mean, it's. You know, I, I don't. I mean, I. Would you say it's about the same thing or or what? Yeah, I I would. 
like I said, probably with both of them, if there was any force with with Bill Cosby, there was some forcing, and there was some. There's women that will, if someone like that with power and money, they don't care if they're married. They don't care. They just oh, let me at them. I mean, even your athletes have groupies that go after them. You know, oh my gosh! They, yeah. Yeah, they're famous. So um, it takes a strong moral person to turn that down. Like Ken Griffey was just nominated to the Hall of Fame today. And he he set the record. Most votes ever for one person, 99.9, I think. And he he never was accused of performance-enhancing drugs, uh, switching around his wife, anything. Everybody loved him. He was a kid. You know, so there's just some that have that, like Steph Curry from the Warriors, some just have that golden glow about them, and they live up to that. I can't explain it. What's his show from the Seahawks, uh, the receiver years ago, Steve Largent. I mean, everybody loved him. And he, he lived his, he was a Christian, he lived it, and, uh, so there's some people that are, like Ron Paul, no one's ever accused him of, you know, running around on his wife. I mean, some people just say so pristine that no one can. So sometimes, I'm not saying that Bill Cosby didn't have fire with the smoke, but maybe it was just a few affairs, and so they're using that to go after him to and build on it with, with these women to to make it look worse. I don't know. Yeah, good. Yeah, that's all good points. Um, no, I'm just uh, listening. Just you know, well, what do you what do you think, uh, Christine? What's your insights on that? Well, see, I met Bill Cosby back in 1968. He came into a place called the Twenty Grand Nightclub. Him and Flip Wilson. They had about 18 white women with them, and they were all partying. See, those men, those women, they're most of them are prostitutes, and they want to get with these big guys, so they give them a lot of money, and they want to get high with them, and they all be passing this stuff around, so I can't buy any of those people's stories on this. And what about the stacking of limitations? This thing is older than Methuselah. Oh, you know, I know. That they should be able to do this. And, and here's what I'm going to One of the things I'll be doing in the next administration, should Donald Trump win, I'm going to ch- I'm going to make the states drop every divorce law they have because you can't do divorce in the Constitution. No, Amendment 14 and 5 won't let you do it. You can do divorce, but you can't do alimony because everything has to be done on the due process of equality. So that's a couple of things I'm going to be stopping there. I'm going to use Amendment 13, uh, number 9, 10, no, yeah, 9, Ten. Actually, I can use eight, and I can use it's, it's about ten of them that does not allow a state to take a man's money just because he's a man and give it to a woman. And so far as Bill Cosby goes, you know, uh, I don't have a lot of. I don't have constitutional clauses. I can't get lost because I was trained to go back. That's break, you're breaking up a little bit there, Christine. I hate to say. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I, I moved away from the phone. I was trained oh, there you to go. do stuff in the Constitution. See, what he's going through, 
Well, he does have Amendment Number 9. You can't disparage his rights. If he wanted to be out with those women, he could. And then how are they going to prove this now? What kind of proof do they have to go into court and say, he gave me this drug here? Ain't got it. Ain't got it. So this is all a big old rigged up thing against Bill Cosby. And uh, I really feel sorry for him, uh, but he got some lousy lawyers. This ain't no statute of the statute of limitations been ran out on that stuff, and whatever drugs that they send, he gave to them. Did they take those drugs and have them tested? If they didn't, then and then this is just a bunch of crap. You know what I'm saying? You got to have evidence. You got to have due process. Oh, that gets it. Oh, lack of due process. Amendment five and fourteen. The due process was they're supposed to show evidence of what he gave them. If they ain't got the drugs, anybody can sit there and say, well, oh, well, he gave me some roofies. Well, did you take them in to get them tested? No. Well, in case dismissed. That's the way it is. But they're going to do this to him because he is uh, who he is. He's Bill Cosby. But the main thing I want to do, I want to stop these women. I want to stop these women. Do you know that the Bible calls alimony temple prostitution? It's right there in Hosea chapter 2, verse 16 in 1 Corinthians, and also in uh, uh, Revelation as Hortum. That's what it is. See, what it is, the American Bar Association is in charge of marriage and have been for about 50 years, and they were the ones who put in the no fault. So all they got to do is just have a woman to come in and say, I don't like him no more, sign the land. You can then, that attorney can go to his judge. If that man got a million dollars in the bank, they seize that million dollars and transfer it over into the court account, and the attorney walks out with one-third, and the man don't even know who's in there. And guess what? If you had a million dollars in the bank, your doggone bond is going to be three million. So now you've got to put a million-dollar insurance on your own head. I don't like it. I, I hate it. Some men have came home, uh, like what they're saying about Bill Cosby with other women. So they go what? He got a, they got a, a inherent right in the benefit team. Every time somebody is famous, like, a, you know, a politician or something, get in trouble about their wife, somebody starts a mess. But you see, that's a violation of their constitutional right. They got the right. If they want another girlfriend, let them get one. If the wife don't like it, let her get the booty DJ on down the road. You know what I'm talking about? But instead of doing that, they can take somebody's right just because you living with someone who hates your guts. Because this happens. The women don't even like you. And you got to put up with her for the rest of your life. You, and then she don't have to have sex with you but one time. That's all it takes. And once they prove that, and the law tells you, if you don't have sex with that girl at least one time, he does not have to give you any money. In order to get, to get out of money, you got to have sex. So what you've done now, you've just established a, 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 a institution, a prostitution for the state. Now, back in the day, the way people got married wasn't like that. The state wasn't even involved. You got your marriage certificate from the ministers, and you brought your family. Everybody signed your embarrassment and whoever it was, what you was going to split, and the state was never in it. Oh, but that wasn't good enough for the American buyer. That's how they make their money. It's through people and people like Bill Cosby. Oh, you moved away. You moved away from your line again, I, Christine. I could tell. Oh, no. <laughs> when people like like Bill Cosby get hit, and the senators and things, 
that all be a setup. The American Bible be a set them up. This is all a setup. But you know what? If Donald Trump gets that candidacy, the only job I want to have is the Constitution coordinator. I want to go over every one of the departments and make sure that everything in it is in the Constitution. So, therefore, I'm going to have to send an edict to the state that you can no longer, you can no longer have alimony. And even the Florida Constitution, where we live, don't allow it. It says that uh, uh, the, the people, both male and female, shall enjoy the money alike. The same, they're treated as the same. Yeah, I'll have the to. Yeah, I'll have to agree. I mean, you know, I never thought alimony. I mean, especially nowadays. You know, maybe alimony back in you know the day when you know it was mostly one-income families. You know, and a lot of times, you know, the the woman have to take care of the kids without. You know, but I don't think alimony to the kids eighteen is it was was uh, was right. Child support. You got to understand well, yeah, that the true. Constitution don't allow it. When you're talking to Christine Taylor, I don't care how nice it is. If it's unconstitutional, the Constitution has never allowed uh, alimony. Amendment, Amendment 14 says due process, equal protection. So does number five. Amendment number nine says nothing can deny any, disparage any rights of the people. You've got the right to leave America's situation where you're being hurt without having to pay the person who hates you the rest of your life. And then they wonder why these men kill their wives. That's why. You know, because people are trying to do the wrong thing. Like with Bill Cosby, that case of his, that case is older than Juzember. It should, what kind of statue do they have? Did these girls bring the actual drug in that he gave them? If, they, if not, then they ain't supposed to mess with that man. And, and I don't even like Bill Cosby. I don't even like him. But I, I feel sorry for him now. You know, all these things are happening to him. But then his attorneys ain't nothing. His attorneys ain't about nothing. How are they going to let this happen with, with no due process, no statute of limitations, no, no equal rights for him? Come on. And these women don't have the drugs that they claim he, he gave them. They ain't got even one grain of it to prove that it was even anywhere in their system. This is a big old setup. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what I, yeah. It's just a no, big I agree. Old I think it is. It's a big old setup, but it's going to be a way for me to get in there. Should Donald Trump be the president, I hope he makes me the constitutional coordinator. You're going to see freedom for everybody. You, you're going to see, ain't going to be no more state marriage. You're going to go back to uh, the, the, the love and devotion marriage. Like God says, my marriage is a marriage of love and devotion not mere legal ties between a wife and her master. My marriage, a love and devotion between a man and his wife. And it goes on to say, God says, I don't do marriages of legality because that is done by man. And God says, I do not pay a bride price. The alimony that in the biblical times was called a bride price. And the man who married into that marriage was warned not to have sex with her because if she had had sex with her, then he'd have to support the rest of his life even if he never did again. Now, when you read 1 Corinthians uh, chapter um, 1, verses 6 to 15 to 21, 
It tells you do not join yourself with a hot or prostitute because it's fornication and sin against yourself. See, that's one of the things that Bill Cosby did wrong. He was fornicating with those prostitutes. And then it goes on to end by saying do not have sex with the woman that you marry. Get a wife. It's so now, as well, you're a breaking result, up, yeah, you're breaking I, up. Right. I hate to say it again. <laughs> as, a result, as a result of Bill Cosby not listening to the teachings of the Bible and not understanding that when he goes out and deals with these kind of women, that it's fornication. Somehow he's going to get hurt by it. And here it is, 900 years later, and they break out. Don't you think that's silly? I mean, I mean, just think about it, Barrett. The girls can't prove he had any drugs. How could they be doing all this stuff? Right. I know. It's, just, uh, it's, it's unbelievable. But you're not to worry. If Donald Trump win that presidency, y'all are going to be shocked. What uh, what you mean? I mean, with, with the Iowa coming up soon, and uh, you know, Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina. I, I think uh, those three states will give us uh, give us an idea. I'm going to be kind of sad about uh, around the time of, time of South Carolina because I still remember and four years ago, almost four years ago, how excited I was. I was, I, was, I remember I was standing in my living room, uh, standing to the left of uh, my TV. Uh, watching the results in from uh, South Carolina and watching, uh, you know, Newt Gingrich give a speech uh, on how he won South Carolina. I thought, man, he's on the roll, you know, and then we're, you know, coming up with Florida and, and things of that nature and then what, what Newt Gingrich did. I mean, I really, I have not listened to that guy since, since 2012. I have not listened to him. And, and plus, I tell you what, when we were uh, – working on a brokered convention, and as Cindy was here, she could tell you about it. When we were working for a brokered convention, I, unprecedented. We had a campaign here on the show where we were like, you know, call Rush Limbaugh, you know, show, and, you know, call the talk shows. And uh, when we named Rush Limbaugh said, let's call and, uh, you know, bring up about wanting to do uh, a, a brokered convention, work on get a brokered convention. Uh, and I tell you what, that day, I called in. I was on the phone for an hour and a half waiting, and he took literally two calls, two calls the entire show, unprecedented to my understanding, uh, that day. Mm-hmm. You know, and I wouldn't say that's particularly because they want to keep me on hold that time, but I'm saying that he had a lot of people calling into the show, his show that day to be want, you know, wanting to talk about a brokered convention with, you know, which the uh, Republican establishment you know, and the RNC did not want. And I tell you what, that I think that's why he didn't, he only took two two calls. And I remember one was uh, some guy who just kissed his ass for about 15 minutes. And I could say that now for we're in Bard's Logic After Dark. Mm-hmm. He wanted to kiss his ass for, uh, you know, 15 minutes. Another guy was, you know, talking about something about sports. So football, I think, mm-hmm. actually, uh, was what he was talking about. And I'm just like, Really? This is uh, the only two calls that he's going to take the entire show. You know what I mean? And I listened to Rush religiously for years. And, and then I'm like, this, this, this is, does not happen. It doesn't happen where you only take two callers, you know, for, for an entire oh, three-hour show. And I think it's, you know, because he had so many people calling, wanting to talk about a, a broker convention. I, and I did call one time, 
where they were talking about, um, I can't remember what the issue is, and I called in to talk about the issue. Like, oh, well, we're not talking about that today. I'm like, what? And, and, you know, it was Open Line Friday. Yeah, I think it was even an Open Line Friday, so I called in, and uh, I, I think it brought the, something. Uh, it had something to do with the, the the convention or the election or something like that. And the call screen was like, oh, well, we're not talking about that today. I'm thinking, wait a minute, this is supposed to be Open Line Friday, and you're uh, – saying, oh, well, we're not talking about that. It's ridiculous. I should have wrote all that down, but, you know, when you're in the moment, you don't always think about those things. Mm-hmm. Well, where is Susan at? Susan, you're, you're still uh, out there, aren't you, Susan? There what, she is. What is, uh, what is her take on Bill Cosby? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. What's I'm here. I just think what? that I think that it's not really a case if one thing is past the statute of limitations, the other thing, they have no actual evidence of whatever drug was supposed to be. And so I think that they really should just let that man alone, and this should be a lesson to him and to all men about messing with these women who want to go out getting high because it can backfire on you. Now, what do you think about that $10 trillion I want for the people? The $10 trillion? Yeah, I want. I wanted two and a half years ago. Congress has not oh. made one move to distribute it. Not one. Well, one reason they haven't is because I won't show them how. I'm going to show it to Donald Trump. It's already one. It's not, it's not a part of the congressional national budget either. It's money that they lost. Like, when you have a lawsuit, that's what it is. I sued for the income tax to be refunded to the people who had their money taken since about 1952. They have been spending money on non-citizens and swearing that they're going to put it back into our income tax pool, and they never did. So I went to court, and I won it. And then the judge, she comes out, well, um, um, uh, I don't think that this is right, and, and I can't understand it. She's going to close the case because she couldn't understand it. This is all elementary school stuff. Article 1, Section 8, Clause 1, say United States only levy tax for the wealth of America. So how, then, can you give billions of dollars a day to non-citizens and for things that don't benefit the wealth of America? So when, uh, when I got Obama over to Holland, that instated or reinstated my claim for the $10 trillion tax refund, this is for Susan and Boozen and everybody in America whose heritage is before 1960, whatever it is, vote All you got to do is apply for the money. That's all you got to do. Some people, we're going to be going over the Social Security records, and you just automatically get the money. And then you can go to school. They owe that to you. Don't you understand what's been happening? They're stealing from Americans right now. Billions of dollars are being oh, yeah. stolen. And it's given to, to non-citizens, like 911. They blame George W. Bush. They had nothing to do with George W. Bush. That was Congress who did that. When they wrote all of those lax laws in the 1965 Immigration Act, that's a war act to let them come over when they feel like it. The first time they tried it, Clinton was in office. The second time, they, they, it worked because they were going in there while the building during the daytime and planting charges all over 
that building. And I know because I still got the videotape from my TV shows of the morning that it happened. Those were charges set on all those floors. That airplane could not have done that without a charge on those floors. And G.W. Bush wasn't there. You know, nobody did that mess for Congress. And let me tell you another thing. The American, the congressional Al-Qaeda, they worse than Al-Qaeda overseas. You see, what they're doing to y'all now is an old trick I learned from Newt Gingrich and Dick Chrysler. They'll have you looking at something over here in the right hand that ain't about nothing. While you're looking at that, they owe you with the left hand destroying you. So that's why they keep trying to focus on jihad and all of them, so you won't find out how they're robbing you. They're still taking visa dollars a day and give to non-citizens. I talked to them today about that. I said, so y'all just going to keep it up? Yes, ma'am, we are. But you know, there's one thing that might stop them, and that's uh, one of the committees I want Donald Trump to have, a governor and a governor and a president committee. So y'all don't understand what it is. What it is is the governors really don't need to be doing that. The governors can shut Congress down right this instant. Congress is only the third power. The governors and the state and the people, they're the second power. They elect these people to go to D.C. and to do their bidding, but they haven't done that since 1965. They have formed some sort of of criminal, uh, uh, congressional, Regime, outlaw, I call it outlaw congressional regime, they write their own laws. It says it clearly in Article 6, all laws of the doggone United States got to be in the Constitution, including treaties. So that means you can't put anything in a treaty that's unconstitutional, like when they did the Cuban boat list. They, all of that, all of that, and the Cubans are still getting big old checks when they come over here. We got America standing on the street corner. We will be having a march, two or three of them in September. We're going to march from the downtown library in Fort Lauderdale, six, about six blocks over to the federal courthouse, and we're going to protest what's going, I've doing, going on. Now, I've done this before, but only a handful of people came up. But see, now they're mobbing my car now. I got Donald Trump stickers over, and they be stopping my car, wanting to know how they can join up. And I just tell them you got to wait until campaign season. Right now, I'm just out here helping out, you know, to try to keep his name out there synonymous. And when I, I, I didn't think he was going to pay me attention when I said trash Ted Cruz. So you can imagine my shock when I was on my little handheld phone and saw that he did. It was five days later, but he was right on time. He did that. So uh, I, a lot of people don't like him. But I'm sorry. I want him for the next president. Ain't nobody else going to get that 10 trillion but him. Well, I'll tell you what, I mean, I'm, I, well, now that, well, now that, yeah, now that, you know, appears that unfortunately that, you know, Ben Carson's not going to be uh, going much farther, um, you know, I'm, I'm gravitating more and more towards uh, uh, Trump. I mean, to be honest, I'm really not excited about any of the candidates uh, this year. I mean, I'm not nearly as excited about. Uh, them or the campaign as I was in 2012. It's unfortunate. Um, mm-hmm. I've been following politics since I was 10, and this is probably the most uh, lackluster campaign that I've ever been interested in. I mean, I mean, yeah, Trump, but I mean, Have I'm not even that excited that? about Donald Trump, I hate to say, but... But he says something to make people excited. You've noticed, even the Democrats, they don't say nobody... Knows. He excites people. When I was in the hospital, 
I was so low sick. The only thing that got me up, Donald Trump came on Trash and Hillary. Oh, God. I, it was so much fun. He's keeping a lot of excitement in this thing, and you just wait till he come out in September. We already, I already got his wardrobe. Whoa. And he's learned all this constitutional stuff. He's going to have a constitutional reading, press conference, where everybody who tune in, you need to have your constitutional handbook out, or you need to pull up, pull it up on this, so we can all read these clauses together. They're not that. It's not that much to do. It's only about ten clauses that saves America. And once we get that money back into the hands of Americans, the tears will be. You'd be wiping your eyes with dollar bills. That's because the money's <laughs> going to flow again. Yeah, he get, he'll get a chance to bring all this to work back here. And the way the foreigners going to have to work, they have to work on a state rule. They can't just keep a job if an American citizen wanted. It's like it was after slavery days when the cottonbaggers came. The first thing they said, oh, well, the country's going down because there ain't no more slaves. But that's not true. The slaves went up north. And when they went up north, 30 years later, Granville T. Wood invented electricity. He's the first one to sit in the cars and industrials and, tele- and telecommunications. And what's his name? Elijah McCoy was right with him. Everything you see now wouldn't even operate without. If God took out their device, you'd have to walk the rest of your life because you wouldn't know how to make another one. So, you know, all these things are going on in our country. They have destroyed the image of black people. Oh, it's terrible. Now they're trying to get this. You know what the Haitians are telling me? All the Americans are lazy, especially the black ones. I said, what the heck are you talking about? And well, we come in, we work. I said, excuse me, how do you think this work got here? How do you think them lights? How do you think that stuff? How do you think anything happened? Your behind didn't do nothing. No Latin Americans, there's nothing written uh, uh, that they invented any damn well. Everything was invented by the white people from Europe, and they had the money. Now, the Africans had the patent, but they didn't have a doggone dance. That don't do you no good. I got a patent right now. It's ours. It's perfect. And there are two more companies that got this stuff, but they don't advertise. So something that people should have every day, especially if you got children, it doesn't get out there. But I don't have the money. So it's important that you have money. It was the Europeans. It was their money that built this America with the help from the, the, uh, the black people's invention. And now you should see them on the street down here in the streets of Florida begging immigrants. And you should see how the immigrants mistreat them. Oh, sometimes I get in the fist fight. Oh, I run up in there. And then was jumped on a woman about a parking space for the dog on gas. And he jumped out of his car. I jumped out of my car. And I got right in front. I said, what the hell do you think you're doing? This is still America. She was here first. Well, I was pulling. I said, that's the key word. You were pulling. But she the one that got it. So you need to leave here. You have to get up down here in Florida, and you have to fight these immigrants. For some reason, they hate Americans. So we've got all this stuff going on in our country. None of it in the Constitution. And let me tell you people something right now. There is not one Republican in Congress. Nope. Tell you why. The Constitution says, Article 4, Section 4, Clause 1, says the United States shall guarantee to each state a Republican form of government. That happens to be Article 6, Clause 2, the Controller Clause, that say all laws got to be in the United States Constitution. 
And then Article 3, Section 3, it calls it treason. If you give aid and comfort to an enemy, like they're doing with our tax dollars. And then Amendment 14, the Trump Amendment, Section 3 says, the president and all who sign the oath to the Constitution and don't do it are rebellious, insurrection, and giving aid and comfort to the enemy. So that's telling you when the president come in, he has to nullify everything that's put before him that's not in that Constitution. Like Obamacare and anything that's not in the Constitution, he's supposed to nullify. Well, so there are well yeah, speaking of that, well, and speaking of that, yeah, I was yeah, talking I, to a gentleman the other day, and, and, and we may have him on the show to give a to get to give a personal account. Is uh, yeah, I was talking to him the other day from uh, from work. He was talking about his health care costs, uh, and I, I, both uh, him and his wife, I believe, are both retired. And said to you know, we're hoping to get him on the show. He said uh, that you know, in just a year or something like that, uh, his health care uh, costs, you know, premiums. Have gone up by twenty. Well, I think he said twenty six point three percent or something like that um, in, in the past year or uh, past year or so. Twenty six point three percent his premiums, uh, his health care premiums have gone up. Well, like I said, Mr. Obama can exactly all of that up out of here. Not Mr. Obama, but Mr. Trump. And I wish y'all would understand who the man is. He's not a politician. They kick his butt. Yeah, that's what I like about him. Well, yeah, that's, and, and that's what I like about him. He, he's not a politician, you know. I mean, that's what I like. I mean, I mean, I mean, he was, you know, at this point, he was my, he was my second pick. Uh, frankly, I mean, as I said, you know, I, I'm not really excited about any of them right now, but he was my yeah, second pick with uh, Ben Carson, my first. Um, pick and then I'd have to say uh him just for me just for the very fact that, you know, he is a you know, he is an outsider, not a politician, not a career politician. Yeah. I mean and we've had the we've had the politicians for what, you know, how many years and, and what has it done? I mean what have they done for the past forty years? I'm getting kinda of talk I'm getting kinda of tired of talking about hold on, I'm 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 getting kinda of tired of talking about the same, you know, about the same no, things, just, you know, I'm during just, each campaign each each campaign, they're talking about the same, uh, you know, the same topics, uh, same issues. But we're missing something as people. The Constitution don't allow you to have a party name. No. It's, write it down, people. It's Article 4, Section 4, Clause 1. It says the United States shall guarantee to each state a Republican form of government. So no matter what your name is, when you get to D.C., that's what you got to do. And it don't mean what the Republican Party want to do. It's Article 6, Clause 2. You got to make sure everything that you say and do is in that Constitution. And that's backed up by the Donald Trump Amendment, Number 14, Section 3, to say if you don't follow the Constitution, if you don't do Article 6, that you can be arrested, not only by Congress, but by your state. Now, see, so we're missing a whole lot. And that's why I'm glad that Donald Trump said if he wins, He's sending education back to the schools so each school, each state can, can retrain it, the, the kids. Because, see, when we was in, in elementary school in the 50s, they horsewhoop you. You'd be whooped. And I'm not playing. You go home, they had them switches out, you get them the miss out. You, so I didn't get that many whoopings because I read it and I learned it. And the thing that disappointed me was when I grew up, 
the Constitution wasn't in there. No, everybody was doing what they wanted to do. Find out why until New Gingrich pressed me in the service 20 years ago. I see why. I, see, I know why now. And that's why I'm able to get up when I run my mouth. Anything I say, you can find in the Constitution. That's why I didn't want to say too much about Bill because, well, his only Constitution power of due process. See, this ain't no due process. How you going to tell me you got due process and this woman ain't got no sample of the so-called drugs you said? How you going to call it due process or equal protection and this thing is 900 years old? They, the statute of limitations been out of See, it's things like that. I have to search really hard to try to help people. And then, like I say, Amendment Number 9, you know, he's got the right to do anything he wants. If he wants another woman, that's between him and his wife. And I don't think the public has anything to do about it. I'm sick of them. They use that tactic all the time. See, that's something where somebody can get set up easily. You heard about what they did to John Boehner, I'm sure. We won't even go into what, who they sent after him. So these are the things that I'm really concerned okay. about. And I well, well, Christine, I hate, to, I hate to cut you short, and I know we could go for, you know, Quite some more time, but we only got about eight minutes left of the show, and I usually take the last five to uh, to close things out. And so uh, we'll just have to you know wait till next week. But I do want to get some final uh, comments from Susan, and then uh, unfortunately I'll have to close the show up for the night. Okay, well it was a great show. Thanks a lot. Oh, no, thank you very much, uh, Christine. You take care. I will. And I'll, and I'll keep you posted on, on on the upcoming uh, you know upcoming episodes. Go ahead, uh, go ahead, Susan. Oh, uh, it was a good show, a good discussion. I really enjoyed that young man that uh, what was his name came on um, from Wyoming or whatever. Um, I lived in Wyoming. I didn't like living there, but uh, but yeah, there is certain certain things that go on there that can't in other states too. Um, I think you do have more freedoms with guns and things like that in certain states. And, again, I urge everybody to get hold of their governors and have them nullify anything like that. Everything that the federal government does, I say nullify, actually, because they don't seem to do anything right anymore. And um, I was covering Bill Cosby while we covered it. I don't know what will happen. Um on that, and as far as Oregon, all we can do is hope we don't have murders occurring over there. Cause it's going to be pretty if it does. That really scares me. Well, I appreciate so I it. I appreciate it. Yeah, if you hear more, I was hoping the lady would have called in tonight, uh, Cindy Kaiser, uh, but I guess she wasn't able to make it this evening. Uh, and then uh, perhaps we'll... Uh, talk more on it later and, and, and get some updates. Uh, but speaking of updates, uh, just updated to the website. Uh, so uh, give it a check out to folks. Uh, and, uh, you know, if you're a Twitter user and you like the show, I'm sure your, your followers on Twitter will like the show as well. So there is that button there where you can uh, tweet out uh, the link for tonight's show uh, So do that. And also on the homepage, there's also the link to our Facebook page where you can see the uh, different shows we had, of course, and then uh, there off to the left where you can access all the uh, podcasts uh, in our I- archives for the show. So looking forward uh, to going on further into the year. 
Uh, I think it's going to be a great year and uh, be an exciting year, certainly. And uh, thank you very much uh, for coming to whether it was live tonight or it's probably on the podcast because it, uh, I understand it is more uh, convenient for folks to listen to the podcast than uh, it is live. Uh, but uh, so I appreciate uh, you coming and listen to the uh, recording of the show. And uh, even though uh, you wasn't live, you uh, listen to the recording is also welcome, of course, of checking out uh, the website. And there will be uh, some more editions uh, that will be coming up in the next week uh, on there as well. And so I will uh, end tonight, as I do every night, and uh, when that is a change. Uh, and that is with the song by Aubrey Ashburn. And you can hear more of her music by going to www.aubreyashburn.com. So thanks again, folks. Uh, take care. Have a good night. And we will see you next time. Yeah, good night.